Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that's actually our new intro song. Of course, uh, we've got the copyright license to it. <laughs> Can't you see it? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Legit Cool Podcast. I'm your host, River Billy, and I'm joined with my good friend, Nathan Sammy. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, River. Good to be back. <laughs> it's been, good to be back. It's been one hot minute. Or hot month, or hot, hot season. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a lie. We do we do this all the time? What do you mean? We do this all the time, guys. <laughs> uh, don't look at the dates that we uh, drop our recordings. But uh, <laughs> we're River very and consistent. I, River and I are hanging out a lot. We just haven't been recording all of our conversations, which we should. We're just we very like <laughs> consistent. We're very consistent with being inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do like. Uh, do you ever watch that movie Ed TV? I, I can't remember. Oh God, yeah, I remember famous, that. That's a 90s famous white, yeah. Which famous white guy was like the main character? It was like it was like the Truman Show, except he was like reality TV, film every moment of his life. I was never really into that stuff. You know, like a lot of the MTV stuff, um, the sketch comedies, SNL. I never got into that stuff younger. I've only yeah. discovered that later on in my humbling adult years that. <laughs> You know, that kind of stuff was a thing. And <clears throat> I remember I used to watch uh, In Living Colour. Have you ever heard of that? No. Is In Living Colour MTV? I don't think it was MTV. Um, I actually don't know what uh, host program, host studio, host, host, yeah, whatever. Yeah. One of those things. Um, I don't know who actually ran it, but. And Living Colour was where Jim Carrey was recognised, um, J-Lo, J-Lo used to play one of the Fly Girls. They had this, uh, ah. they had a bunch of uh, backup girl dancers, it was a group yeah. of them, that would yeah. come out at the, in the intro of In Living Colour, and J-Lo was one of them. So that's how she kind of made a name for herself. Sick! That's awesome. Yeah, so it was sketch comedy, but it was, I don't know, like... A different type of sketch comedy like yeah it wasn't quite snl even though snl was going on at that time as well jim carrey was on there the wayne brothers were on there um you know marlon wayne's damian wayne's the scary ah. movie boys ah okay yeah i know scary movie the, yeah you know attached to it. <laughs> you know the movie white chicks yes yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that that's the wayne's brothers Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, it's only two of them in White Chicks, but the Wayne's brothers is actually a big family. There's like four brothers, yeah, and they're so all comedians. So like they the black, basically the Black Baldwin family. <laughs> or the, yeah, exactly. That's actually or a good the Hemsworth example. of another. T- <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I think is it four or five? Yeah, I don't right. know. Someone's going to correct us in our comment section. That's fine. <laughs> but but um, it means that our community is engaging with us. They're listening <laughs> to our mistakes, our foibles. <laughs> mm, our focus, yeah. Very rare we make mistakes. Our um, yeah. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, the Wayne brothers, like they're they're really popular in in that TV show, um, yes, in yeah. Living Color. Um, and that was like the New Jack Swing era. That was the New Jack Swing music. That's yeah. you know kind of like early Bobby Brown stuff. Um, anyway, dope. I don't even know how we got onto that. <laughs> wow, I love that. I love that because it's uh, it's good to look back and, it, and you know what's funny is because i was just thinking of 
um, like one division um, trying to throw homage. And even now, like, because we're talking about Marvel today, but even now, Marvel, as it's moved from phase three to phase four, is trying to push into different genres and take superheroes as kind of maybe the content in which different genres can um, can uh, take the four and, and, and these characters can engage with. And WandaVision is like the classic example of it, but like mm. everything's trying to shift. Even like Shang-Chi with like throwback to Hong Kong style karate and uh, Jackie Chan films. Like, yeah. sick. It's good. It's good, yeah. And that's what the people are here to listen to. Phase four. Well, not phase four, but a <laughs> recap. <laughs> recap of phase four, but this whole episode is going to be dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 5 and 6. And the reason why we want to do this is, the, well, I should say the number one reason why we're doing this is because we're huge MCU fanatics. Stands. <laughs> these days, these days, there's a big butt to that. <laughs> <laughs> we're big, we're big MCU fanatics. But lately, it's uh, it's been... Walking on thin ice. <laughs> I think also part of it's because we're big film fanatics and we're we're big on mm. on good things and we love Marvel, we love good film, and so when those things aren't exactly hitting it, mm-hmm. you know, at the ballpark, yeah, we're just a little little sadder. We 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 ask what if of Marvel? <laughs> what if some, <laughs> what if they had done something else? <laughs> yeah. It's uh, there's there's something to be said about rising expectations versus um, let's say uh, an area of acceptability. Is, is that a way of saying it? You know, rising expectations and having a certain level of acceptance, I should say. Yeah. Um, and kind of trying to see things for what it is, but it also doesn't mean we have to. Um, you know, not be critical on certain things. I think it's important to be critical on movies and and series because, you know, how else do we kind of get better content? How else do we get um, better storytelling? Right. Absolutely, and I think also it's not it's not just about better storytelling, but it's also like I think the funniest thing about like what what we enjoy about Marvel and what I enjoy about Marvel is that connectivity and. If the connectivity um, is broken or it becomes jarring when something isn't up to a standard that we like, we we love or like, I like that. Like in Phase Four, it's trying to push boundaries, but <clears throat> at the same time, it's playing a bit of a Disney safe style to that boundary pushing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean? <laughs> and but there's also some questionable things when they start challenging those boundaries, like some very questionable decision-making, um, which I'm sure we're going to dive into detail when we go through all the films and the TV series of Phase 4. We're going to be a quick recap. We're probably going to spend 20 or so minutes, I'd say 20 minutes max, on Phase 4 content, and then we'll dive deep into Phase 5 and 6. Ooh. I mean, most of it's going to be spent on Phase 5 because Phase 6, we don't know what's in Phase 6 other than the three obvious properties that they've announced that. SDCC. Um, so let's start with phase four. Let's go right back to the beginning. 2021. It seems so long ago, 2021. 
<laughs> why does it why does it seem so long ago? Like well, I saw Black Widow. Oh, none of us saw Black Widow at the cinema, actually, yeah. No, we did well we didn't here in Australia, yeah. Because they didn't release it in cinema in Australia. It just went straight to Disney Plus. I think um if we're thinking about why twenty twenty one feels so long ago, or even phase four feels so long Seems ago. Seems like it started so long ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can think of you can like firstly blame the pandemic, but also <laughs> um this will be like a common theme for me over this chat is content fatigue that since the beginning of phase four till now, and this was like, I don't know if it was a TikTok thing or a YouTube thing mm. that I heard, but the amount of content in phase four is steadily about to break over 50 hours worth of content uh, <laughs> just for this phase alone. Uh, and that's, I guess, maybe part of it we should uh, ask a question about how um, how the uh, Disney Plus TV shows have been going, uh, the new Marvel Disney Plus TV shows have been uh, mm. as a way to share these stories. So mm. Mm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's such a it's such a pressing point. I, I remember I saw an article. I just saw the thumbnail. I didn't actually click into the article. Um, of I I think he was some kind of uh, well known writer in Hollywood, and he just sort of quoted that. Marvel needs to do less in order for the content to be valuable. Mm. Um, so, you know, surprisingly, that was the headline. And, mm. I mean, he, he's kind of right. Just going by the headline alone, he's pretty right. If you want to have good value in your content, you probably want to have less of it. Um, mm. And the first thing that comes to mind is actually Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan comes every two years or something like that. Yeah. You know, he doesn't, two, doesn't two show to, up. Two to four years, right? Two to four <laughs> years, yeah, 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 exactly. He doesn't show up every single year. He doesn't release an insane amount of movies. And I think part of, like, that sort of adds to the hype around Christopher Nolan, I think. Mm. And the kind of movies that, the weight that his movies carry. Um, that whole anticipation build-up, build up, I think, is really important for mm. that. And so, excuse me, that was, oh, I got some nasty burps. <laughs> uh, sorry, folks. It's just some ASMR on your legit cool podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually didn't even know what ASMR was. <laughs> uh, like, when did I find out what ASMR was? I think it was about a few months ago. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what's, what's this whole thing about ASMR? They're like, dude, you don't know what ASMR is? I'm like, well, sorry, I'm not on top of like everything that is trendy in the cultural zeitgeist (laughs) in the cultural internet zeitgeist like i'm on top of everything i do spend a lot of time on instagram but um yeah i had to sort of find out what asmr is well sorry so jumping jumping back after that little asmr chat and maybe in relation to nolan the uh the thing that's really funny about that about like looking back on something and saying oh interstellar it feels like you could watch it it could have been made last year from oh. the amount of work that, that Nolan pours into his properties. Mm. Uh, and, and this thing to say, oh man, 2021 Black Widow, like that feels like forever ago, like since that movie came out. That's and actually I think a that's really good thing. point. Like energy, <laughs> like the energy, um, like time dilates is another interstellar, <laughs> interstellar uh, meta weave into this conversation. The time dilation of less properties being released over mm. the same amount of time mm-hmm. gives those properties more weight, more value. And the stories that those those properties tell also have that weight. And I was just thinking about like 
in phase four, like one of the things I do like to do when I do rewatches is go back specifically to fight scenes or favorite points in a film. Mm. Um, and for phase four, I've been really disinclined to do so. Um, there was even parts in like, I was thinking back on Falcon and Winter Soldier. It wasn't, it's probably, uh, the biggest flop of phase four, maybe, <laughs> but, um, but there's a few fight scenes now. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind going back and watching those. And I was like, I can't remember where they were in the six episodes, yeah. six hours worth of content there. I can't even. And, and like that was an even with the streaming service that you can access off your phone immediately. Yeah. I wasn't inclined to go and try and find that content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that isn't like, isn't that something sad for developing a fan base as well? I think so. Yeah. Um, it's all a bit. Yeah, it's all a bit fatigue. Fatigue is actually a very good word to describe the whole thing. But, mm. you know, um, there are some major positives in, <laughs> in all of this. So we don't want the listeners to think that we're completely cynical about Phase 4 because there are some things that I absolutely love about Phase 4. <laughs> and then there's a lot of things that I absolutely dislike. I don't know if I can say hate, but there's a lot, there's a lot of things that I dislike in Phase 4. Okay, because I think you and I hate and like different things in this True. So that's cool. True. That's good. That's cool. Um, to their own. Easter own. Um, so good point on bringing up the fact that Black Widow feels like a really, really old film. Um, and that's the movie that we get introduced to in Phase Four. So we we'll start off with Black Widow, two thousand and twenty-one. Um, it was re- it was supposed to be released in two thousand and sixteen, um, which is weird because. Um, they wanted this film to be a completely different story to what we actually got. And it was supposed mm. to precede uh, Civil War. Which, it, uh, Sorry, yeah, it does precede Civil War when you see it, but it was supposed to be a slightly different film. And was it supposed to be between the two Avengers films, between Infinity and It was supposed War to be that, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, after... Sorry, not before. After Civil War and before Infinity, Infinity War, which it's still kind of the story itself, but... Um. Yeah, they wanted to release it in two thousand and um, like earlier on, but it just wasn't really a thing. I don't know why they had they didn't have those decisions like put in place earlier because it does seem like a little bit of a token film. Mm. Is is probably my impression of the film. It feels a, a bit token because uh, we kind of have to do a Black Widow film now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we kind of need to have a Natasha Romanoff film. Um. Which is harsh and, because obviously, like, if it had come out in phase two, mm-hmm. it would have been awesome. Like, it probably would have been, I think it would have had more weight to her story. Yeah. I absolutely. think it would have given way more gravitas to her character and the way she yeah. ends up in Endgame. Yeah. Um, it, just, it just seems like a throwaway film. And I don't think they actually, I didn't feel like they put enough Marvel effort into it. You know, you look yeah. at the, the fight, the outcome of it, it's like a, it's a very disposable film. It's a very dis. Like a forgettable film. I'm kind of yeah. like, I don't know. This doesn't seem like the usual Marvel treatment. <laughs> no, no, it definitely doesn't have that quality or the caliber. And it, like, if you think of the things that came out of it, you have a little bit of a hint towards the. Oh, there's my boat. Uh, to the Thunderbolts, <laughs> but also like the stuff with Yelena. And I think those are the the best things that came out of the film. Yeah, yeah. But the setups that came the, out of the film. Yeah, the setups that came out of the film. But those setups are already starting to show a bit of payoff in Falcon and Winter Soldier. In yeah. Or a Hawkeye, which is really cool. Like, I think that's mm. that's exciting. There's, like, obviously all the missed opportunities that, like, the time between, like, setup and release and 
mm-hmm. all of the stuff that Scarjo went through with with Disney, yep. um, just muddying that as well, so that mm-hmm. the film just didn't have the same prestige that, say, Iron Man two or because yeah, well, Iron Man two was like her first showcase, but also like if you're thinking of any of the other kind of core Avengers. It just doesn't have that weight. <laughs> no, such a, it such doesn't. A shame. And I don't want to say that the writers were lazy or I want to say that the director was lazy. I mm. just think that Marvel didn't want to invest a lot into this project because the budget wasn't very big. Mm. Um, they got a director who doesn't have a lot of, doesn't have a huge repertoire, doesn't have a lot of uh, experience under her belt. I think she she did okay given the task that she was given, because I think that's quite a lot of pressure to place on someone who doesn't have a lot of credibility in her career yet mm. to take on a character that is part of the original six. Um, and then to kind of give us that movie was like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Um, Kate Shortland is actually the name of the director. Okay. She's from, guess where she's from? <laughs> is she Aussie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's an Aussie. But she's from a very small town north of Sydney called Timora, which is Timora, which is about four and a half hours drive north of where we are. Yeah. 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 Right. Tiny, tiny town. I've got a friend who oh. lives in Timora. And I actually oh, told yeah. him about it. I was like, hey, um, have you ever, I mean, because your town is so small, you guys tend to know each other, especially yeah. if someone's like famous. Yeah. Um, have you heard of Kate Shaw? And he was like, Mm, kind of rings a bell, but not really. I'm like, well, <laughs> she directed Black Widow. <laughs> and he was like, like really? It's <laughs> like, yeah. The biggest thing to come out of uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's awesome, though. Bit of, bit of love to the, to the Aussie uh, and the, the Down Under. Of course. To, to direct a crowd. Yeah. It's, uh, a, bit of, a bit of love to, to like some country town. Um, it's better. It's it's one of the more positive things to come out of that town because that town's actually known for a lot of uh, gang violence and (laughs) (laughs) and bar violence and all that kind of stuff. Yikes! But um, cool. Black Widow. They there you go. Um, I thought we'd we'd give these a little love it or hate it rating. (laughs) We're gonna be really heavy heavy handed today. Either a thumbs up, thumbs up, or a thumbs down. Nothing in between. River phase four. Black Oof. Widow, what do, you, what do you give it, thumbs up or a thumbs down? It has to be a thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, a thumbs down from Nath as well. We love you, ScarJo. We really, again, wish this had been... I, w- I wish this had come out in 2016. It would have been great. <clears throat> it would have been great. And honestly, maybe just have a different director for it. Um, she, I, I, th- I feel like Kate Shortland could have been a director for one of the Marvel shows, you know? Do at least yeah. a couple of episodes carrying yeah, yeah, a film yeah, like this, some, like comfort, comfort under your belt, like with just doing these things. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So that was unfortunate. Um, yeah. So Black Widow, good old ScarJo, but we do see her in the What If series as well. Yeah, true, and that was mm. sick. Actually, What If had a lot more weight to it, and I was <laughs> very excited about the emotional payoff of her being in an ap- apocalyptic world. Or that was sick. Yeah, yeah all exactly. for that. I mean, there's um, a couple of those what-if episodes that are much better than the films. Like, for example, yeah, I Doctor love Strange. the Doctor Strange episode yeah. way more than Multiverse of Madness. But we'll, we'll get to that we'll a little bit that. later. Um, um, so we're moving on to Shang-Chi, <laughs> The Legend of the Ten Rings. That came out in... When did this come out? 
2021 as well. Why? Yeah, but which month of 2021? I want to say it was like... Oh, April. Came out in April. Right. Yeah. Um, first time Marvel director as well. Uh, what's his face? Destin Daniel Critton, who, by the way, is the Avengers Kang Dynasty director. Oh, director. Cool. Yeah, I'm a little afraid about that, but yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Why'd you tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, really cool. thumbs up or thumbs down for Shang Chi? <laughs> okay, I don't know. It's hard quick, to quick, quick thoughts on on Shang Chi. Pros and cons. I, I didn't love it. Uh, yeah, liked it. Enjoyed parts of it. Mm. Didn't like the ending. Thought the ending Bust, was flat. That scene was sick. It was. Uh, yeah, just the the mess the mess of the visual effects was too jarring for me for one, and then two, just it was it was such a flaky way to deal with the hero, and it was it was so built up it was built up to this like grandiose almost uh, Dragon Ball Z ending. I was like, huh? <laughs> I don't know, yeah, yeah. it's not landing for me. I don't really feel him being a hero. You can. Yeah. You can blow all the bagpipes you want in your musical score and have this kind of crescendo build up all you want, but it's just like it didn't feel earned at all. Mm. I don't think his journey, his arc as a character was believable. Yeah, I think he's a charming guy. I think he's, I guess he's kind of right for this role, but I want to see the role um, a bit more grounded and a bit more realistic. And the only example I can think of was, I think it was what I said in our previous recap of Shang-Chi, is that he's, I don't believe for a second that he is a traumatized kid when he's this loving, gentle soul, this spirit, <laughs> as, you know, as like the the hotel lobby boy. Yeah, like, yeah. And he, he just, he's just very assassin. polite. You don't think he's yeah. gone through that kind of background. That's just not a very believable state. Yeah. Um, I think the movie tried to do that right at the beginning where when he is a lobby boy, mm. you, you always think, oh, did this guy have a memory blank and he doesn't know any of his, like his, um, his Kung Fu or his Wing Chun, but it's, yeah. it's a, no, it's a, uh, that was just him being a really good actor. And I didn't really, I didn't really feel like that, that landed very well. Like mm. it was, it was mm. very jarring. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah mm. It was just a bit disappointing that way. I think, yeah. So his arc was, was pretty boring and unbelievable for me. And yep. then, and then, it actually gets worse when he gets to the end and, and he says, I'm going to kill my father. It's like, huh? Hold on. How do, <laughs> how do you go from this super generous nice guy yeah. to just being this cold-blooded killer? Yeah. That, it made zero sense to me. And yeah. there was no weight behind that delivery either. I was like, this is just, you're acting. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. acting and you're not really like being the character. So I was kind of, yeah, just didn't really care for it. So it has to kind of be a thumbs down for me. Because if we're saying that thumbs down is like um, the 50 and below mark. No, I I reckon, no, I reckon, I reckon I'm I'm here more in the sense of like, did you like it? Did you not like it? It I I think on the credits of it as a film, there's certain elements, which I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm there for. Mm -hmm. CGI Mm -hmm. wasn't great. The fight scenes that we got were fine. I really wanted more. The pacing yeah. is horrible, and I mm. really kind of wish Ben Kingsley had actually just been a cameo and not actually been there for the whole second and third act. Like, as I'm much like, as I loved him, need to be there, you know. <laughs> as much as I loved him, he was a distraction to the film. Yeah, um, yeah, and he's quite 
dissonant to like the rest of the energy of the film too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. But, so it's um, a thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like, I like the world building. I was like, yeah, I'm all for Marvel. Like, like, like sense of like believability of this is the greatest martial artist in, in the MCU. I could see that. And that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, and, and I think what is going to be a real breakthrough is Simulio stepping into more and more Marvel, like Avengers stuff. That'll be cool. Like mm, mm. that. Yeah. And, and aside from Wong, I think there hasn't really been any, oh, and Wong and the Ms. Marvel bracelet. There's not been any other kind of core crossover of Shang-Chi with anything else in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which that's is, true. Yeah, and but that's that you can say that about anything in Phase Four because everything in Phase Four is like a drop of <laughs> of, of reference to anything yeah. else. So it's mm. very maybe part of Phase Four. So uh, for me, it's a thumbs down too. Yeah, mm. yeah, interesting. It's a, it's, a, it's unfortunate. It's a, it's a thumbs down, and I'm with you with the world building stuff. I love the fact that we get a nice reveal to to being a different dimension as well. You know, so that was yeah, like that's our, cool. Our first introduction. And MCU for the different dimensions that exist out there, or not yeah, the first introduction, but it's like another. But it's part starting to really push into that, and it's um, mm. that's going to be exciting to see when like that has been one element to this phase. Which, when you look back on it, like ah, oh, cool, like these are all starting to make sense as to how they all fit. <laughs> yeah, and and how you're going to introduce fantastical characters as well, you know. Yeah. So this is obviously a good gateway to um, introducing other dimensions such as whatever dimension blade comes from i'm assuming mm. he comes from a different dimension because mm. how else do you explain vampires being on earth during like All phase earth. one to to now you yeah. know how do you explain that of course you can do the multiversal stuff but it seems it seems like the right choice here is to you do dimensions because you know we don't know about these other dimensions yeah. um yeah, so unfortunate. You know, you know, I actually really want to see a different director handle Shang Chi, and I'd really mm. like someone like Wilson Yip to direct the next Shang Chi. I mean, he's not else. Wilson Yip. Uh, he's widely well, known for one film, and he's done Ip Man. Ip, yeah, yeah. That Ip that Man. was what I was expecting actually, with some Ip Man kind of energy. Like yeah. even I would like I would have actually killed for Jackie Chan to come back and direct some like direct <laughs> because, like he would he would he would give the energy towards performative martial arts that I think sure. she deserves. Well, at least he could be like the action director or something like that. I think cool. exactly, and and like he still had um, the same choreography director. Um, yeah. However, that energy I think was definitely lacking from a story yeah. storytelling perspective. I mean, that, that benefit by having a guy like Samuel Hung, who yeah. is a choreography director, very, very famous in Hong Kong. He did mm. all those major Hong Kong films, especially worked with Jackie. Mm. Um, but Wilson Yip, he's a great director just going from Ip Man because Ip Man is such a great movie oh, wow. as a as a movie itself. You know, storytelling is great. There's yeah. really good character building and there's very good lore behind it. And he seems like he'd be the perfect director for a Shang-Chi film, mm. you know, because the Shang-Chi film... I kind of saw where they were taking the creative direction for this, which was like very colorful, oversaturated, all these kind of monsters and um, dragons and all that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, but it would be really cool to see like a really grounded, grippy martial arts film. That's a, yeah. that's a salute to Hong Kong cinema, you know, yeah. 
and bring us that that energy in Hong Kong cinema. But we didn't get that. I was like, yeah. we got we got that in everything, everywhere, all at once. Also starring Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> yeah, and she's also she's also she's pretty here. good. She's in, also um, good in our dimension. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's, great, a, she's great in this, but like very cameoed or very, very cameoed. Right. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So two thumbs down. Well, two out of two, man. Sorry, guys. We're coming up to the one that kicked off our uh, legit cool podcast. So exactly, Ooh. Eternals. Oh, sorry. No, I skipped that. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I was thinking the one that excited us for legit oh, cool podcast, yeah, which was yeah. uh, Spider Man. But I, I'd already scrolled past. You, you scrolled past it. Your scroll is too too strong. Too strong. Um, I no, like no. I like the channel, so, so. There you go. Um, Eternals, that came out in November, I believe, in 2021. Yeah. Um, this was a movie that I was looking forward to a lot because I was placing a lot of expectations on this movie to carry a lot of uh, what we should see in Phase 4 mm. and what kind of direction that Kim Feige was going to take in Phase 4. Mm. But it didn't actually give us that. It actually just gave us a story about the Eternals, um, for better or for worse. <laughs> for worse. <laughs> better, for better. <laughs> um and uh yeah the movie just was very disappointing for me i wasn't really that impressed yeah it was a thumbs down for me oh i know i know i loved it i uh i was actually re-watching it just yesterday oh (laughs) did you like it and did you enjoy it more i enjoy it's it's funnily enough for me maybe it's more of a comfort watch like i just i think the filmography is beautiful and i think if anything else, I wish the rest of Phase Four had been filmed like this. Mm-hmm. And I like I um I was just watching the bit with Eosham the judge explaining to um to Cersei how how important uh, the Celestials are and how they birth universes and galaxies or galaxies mm. by destroying mm. planets. And yeah. if you go back and watch that scene, it is phenomenally shot oh, it is hey. incredible don't get me wrong beautiful. dude yeah like wrong. That, that whole scene that whole scene insane, is like right? the best scene in the entire film yeah <laughs> okay touche <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's such a great for, great scene for me um i think they're trying to put the push the fast forward button to some stuff that they'll be they're laying the groundwork for in phase five and six with mutants with a wider mm. cosmic um marvel um with fleshing out more more characters for a larger universe and multiverse, mm. which I think they, they definitely have to do. They're, they're definitely pushing a bit of a fast forward button because, you know, most of phase one and two, if you look at if you look at a line of DVDs, which no one else has anymore. I do, but no one else has <laughs> What are DVDs? Oh, 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 what DV what? <laughs> DVU? Um, mm. but you look at a line of DVDs and most of them are Iron Man, Captain America, Thor few guardians films like it's very like the same palette the same colors same people um mm-hmm. so phase four is definitely broadening that horizon and i think eternals is great to like bring out some more characters and thor thor um love and thunder's done this too bring out some more characters of that kind of cosmic power scale um yeah. which is cool um that's that's exciting um i still love it <laughs> yeah. still thumbs up it's okay uh, it's okay <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I understand. I understand why people wouldn't like it as much. Maybe, and maybe for me, I'm like, there's a little bit of a like X Men energy of like, oh, it's a bunch of superheroes. There's ten of them, all with superpowers. <laughs> that's 
we haven't had that in a film in a while. Like, you know, I kind of like that. I'm a, I, and I, I think all their powers were shown off well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I definitely wanted no, to be on board. Off. I'm on board with like most of it. I'm on board with the concept of the Eternals. Um, I, I was hoping that they were going to do a much more exciting version of the Eternals because the Eternals in the comics are actually quite boring characters. Like they're kind of characters that no one really raves on about. No one really talks too much about the Eternals because they're kind of, they're not human, they're not gods. They're kind of somewhere in between. And in, in the comics, the original concept of what the Eternals are, they're the first human beings that were then taken by Celestials and... <clears throat> uh what would you like you know enhance them mm. and uh made them into um God. technologically advanced uh species to mm. as a test or something like that they didn't quite go with that uh idea and the eternals they t- they took some of that idea or some of that concept but um they weren't they're not humans in in the MCU version and they're kind of like <laughs> they kind of have powers in the comics, but they're nowhere near as powerful as like the X-Men or nowhere near as powerful as like Adam Warlock, for example. Um, yeah. And it's just the whole, the whole thing was just quite lukewarm to me. Um, the attempts to the story being uh, emotional or uh, we're supposed to kind of connect to these characters. For one, there was way too many characters to try and introduce and create arcs with, and mm. there's not enough screen time to develop that and for me to connect on that level. And I really wanted to connect with these characters, but they would have been better off making Eternals into a TV series, I think. Yeah. Because you'd benefit from having all the characters have their own episode and then there's sort of climaxes in the finale or something. That, that would actually be sick. And you know what, Marvel? You'd have to have 10 episodes then. Not six, 10. 10. 11. Ten. One for each yeah. of them and one for the finale. Like, that would be cool. That would be really, really cool because we get background, cool. we get cohesion, you know, we get connectivity with our mm-hmm. audience. It's just like... It's you can even do, like, the character perspectives as well so you get to understand and feel what they feel like. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you're going to do it into a movie, I think the right choice would have been to focus on three main characters and yep. then in the sequel you introduce more Eternals. You know, the same way yep. that you do with the Avengers movie. So yeah. I think it suffered a lot with its runtime. It suffered a lot with way too many characters. Yep. Um, trying to do too many things at the same time while also not really achieving anything. That's kind of how I felt throughout the whole film. But then we get to the Ursham stuff and we get to the Celestial stuff. That stuff is amazing. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. I Like, the way Chloe Zhao and her DOP, uh, Ben Davis, who's actually a he, – he's a veteran in the MCU world. He's done so many films as a DOP. Mm-hmm. Um, both, both of them coming together and collaborating to create uh, the size, you know, the enormity, the scale of Ursham the Judge – and yeah, the Celestials that, was, that was nothing short of genius. Yeah. I, I could not believe, like, I actually felt so small looking at yeah. <laughs> the Celestials. And that's such a powerful piece of storytelling in a film. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think that's what the Eternals has done groundwork wise is exciting. Mm. But what they've done with the characters hasn't stuck the landing and it will be unlikely to see another Eternals film soon. <laughs> yeah. unless, they go, unless they go full cosmic and it's like, 
like they, they've done that at the end, you know, it's like there's some summer Eternals on, mm-hmm. on Earth and there's a few of them in space going on new adventures. That's cool. Like an Eternals mm-hmm. cosmic story could be really fun. Kind of like Guardians, but again, a bit more, they, there's definitely that serious tone. There's something more melancholic about them than the Guardians. Like the Guardians sure. are like losers. These guys are like gods, so, but mm-hmm. they're not silly gods like in Thor. They're not on, they're not on Earth anymore as well, though, remember? The only yeah, person well, left on Earth is Sprite. Who's now a human? Oh yeah, they all got abducted. Hey, well, oh, the damn. ones that were on Earth got abducted got a, by Ursula, Cersei, yeah. Festus, and Sprite. Yeah. And no, not Sprite. And Kang, Kong, Kang, Kong, <laughs> Kingo, Kingo, Kingo. Because Kang, yeah. no, no, I did. Oh, sorry, I did like I did like the Ms. Marvel thing where they're arguing about how their mums love Kingo. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. I was like, uh, Kingo, <laughs> so great. That's right. I actually forgot about that. I was like, oh, that's that's cute. <laughs> and they definitely won't know that Kingo's uh, eternal either. No, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was actually cool. my favorite right. part of the whole thing. Is it so, thumbs down from uh, River? Thumbs down. Oh, the other setup that we should mention in that film, too, oh, is yeah. the blade. The blade and the uh, dark, oh, sorry, the Black, Black Knight. Black Knight. The Black yeah. Knight. Blade Those and Black Knight. That, that's a cool buddy cop. Mm. That'd be funny if they actually did that as like a Pulp Fiction style buddy cup, except they're killing vampires. <laughs> oh, I'd be there for that. That'd be awesome. I, I just can't wait to see Mahesha Ali. Holy yeah, he'll be, he'll be dope, man. He's a oh. great actor. I love that guy. Thumbs down for me and a thumbs down. I thought thumbs, yeah, thumbs up. up. Thumbs up. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Still my voice. I know, right? My thumbs. Um, uh, moving straight along. Easy. Here's an easy one, yeah. Movie straight along to Spider-Man No Way Home. This is a big thumbs up for me. I think we all kind of unanimously said 10 out of 10, right? Did we all unanimously say 10 out of 10? I said 10 out of 10. I think Jason I said, 10 said 10 out of 10. 10. Yeah. yeah, I definitely said 10 out of 10. It's, it's it. kind of one of those funny 10 out of 10s, though. You know, it's not quite like a Christopher Nolan 10 out of 10. It's like a... It's a it's an MCU 10 out of 10. Like, oh, what else is an MCU 10 out of 10? Winter Soldier? Um, Guardians, Endgame, Endgame Guardians, mm. Infinity War is a pretty Infinity solid War, yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of people actually prefer Infinity War over Endgame. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think I've, mm, I, think I don't I talk to those people. No. <laughs> I put Infinity War over Endgame. However, this I think what's interesting about this film is it's just exactly like it's definitely a fan film. You know, like mm-hmm. it's. Made for fans. Made for fans. Then, and it landed it, it as well. It landed. And the, I think the great thing is everyone's a fan. And like even my partner Hannah, she loves the Raimi era. Like everyone loves the Raimi era. But she also loves the Garfield era. So like mm. that, you know, it's going to land for anyone who likes Spider-Man. And like my yeah. favorite Spider-Man is Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, uh, yeah, this is so good. It all I mean, kicks. John Watts just did his homework. Yeah, you know, he aced yeah. it. He aced his homework. He knew exactly yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. Um, he was one hundred percent backed up by Kim Feige and his team. Made his vision realize, and he gave the fans what we wanted and more. I mean, like we all, you know, you you, you remember that time we we're all we we're all like saying, "The to- Toby's going to be in it, Andrew's going to be in it." Uh, like, but we don't know. We don't know. It was like we're we so close. It's there. like we know, but we don't know because there's no. There's no um, empirical evidence to say that these guys are in it, but with Such all a the clean leaks, cover up. Clean it's a clean cover up. I mean, like it, that's speculate. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. It's, yeah. it's such a payoff because you get to it. You're like, oh, 
I mean, our, our audience went wild, right? Oh, that was I mean, I, I think... My heart I, was... I remember that moment. I was like, yes! <laughs> oh, man. I never swallowed so much in a film. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, we went to a midnight screening, and the whole auditorium stunk of oh, sweat. Yeah. It was stinky by the end of that film. pretty film. stinky. I mean, I didn't want to sit next to the guys in the um, full spandex, you know, the spandex. <laughs> spandex. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. But man, it was such a such an amazing experience. I love those experiences. Yeah. I mean, these are the MCU experiences that we yeah. all look forward to. You know? Yeah, and it, and it also gave a good little like. I think everything that Spider Man does, and this is it. Like regardless of anything else, it's just so comfortably sitting in the space that Iron Man's filled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's really good. That's that's an important space to fill. Um, I think that's part of like something that's sad about Black Panther is I think Black Panther would have inherited the space that Captain America is vacating. Mm. Um, and there's just been a bit more time, time break on that as well. But yep. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Cause we're so lucky to have gotten two Spider-Man films already mm. since yeah. after Endgame. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. Um, yeah. Great. Great movie. Loved it. One more of it. Give us more. Give us more of this. In this, Not in what this we... universe. Not in yeah, the Sony-verse. Exactly. <laughs> in the 616. Give us more of that and not what you gave us next, which is Doctor Strange uh, and the Multiverse of Madness. It's really funny to think that follows as the next film, hey? Mm, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you kick it off. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, rewatched it the other day. I got so bored. Thumbs down, hey? So frustrating. It's a, it's a it's a frustrating thumbs down. Yeah, like it. Ah, oh. I think again, not only is the what if Doctor Strange episode better than the first movie, it's also better than the second movie. Mm. Um, it has more emotional weight. It, it has an, an emotional intelligence that I think this film doesn't. And I think to have Doctor Strange's kind of core character dynamic be "Are you happy or not?" is just very lazy and a big waste of other philosophical Mm. like conflicts that he could be having within himself. Yeah. um, Even the stuff, actually, even in many ways, the stuff with him and America and other Dr. Strangers in the multiverse is so similar to what happened with Scarlet, Witch in, in WandaVision Mm. and it's addressed, but it's also, I, I think that's, I think that's it. Like for both him and Wanda, there's so many elements of a misalignment mora- like with morality, mm. <laughs> which is not great to see from your superhero. Like, No. Yeah. It was just off. I mean, the more I think about that movie, the more I get annoyed. And I just think they should have kept Scott Derrickson on. Mm. They should really should have just kept him on because I, I actually really enjoy it. The first Doctor Strange movie. I know it's a little bit divided amongst the community, but I think it it's uh, a much more appreciated film than what people don't give credit for. You know? Yeah, it's. Solid. I really, it's I, really I, I think good. it's got a story arc. For, it's got, it's got a story it outcome, and it's got a really good arc to his character. And the more I watch it, the more I actually really enjoy that film. Yeah. Um, and then you get something like Doctor Strange too, where it just seems such like a like they've broken the continuity of the character. It doesn't yeah. actually make sense that um, his whole the, the, <laughs> the whole yeah the whole challenge for him is trying to decide whether he's happy or not. It's like it doesn't actually make sense for someone who's so intelligent. Yeah. You know, 
he's a very intelligent dude and he would have way more like you said philosophical um conflicts than trying to decide on whether he's happy or not it's that, that actually makes no sense to his character i'm kind of he's like a, yeah oh, i just had a really great thing that would have made it awesome in this story would have been him to go and find white vision and white vision and him take down wonder wow. that would have been sick yeah that and i think this is the cool. whole idea of like well like and that's like from an intelligence standpoint like I think White Vision would play off very well off Doctor Strange because I don't mm. think he really ever has many characters like that with the same mm. level of intelligence as him. Mm-hmm. And well, White Vision would win all the time because he's a robot. Yeah, but, but <laughs> and this would be nice. good. Yeah, because Stephen Strange is like an absolute egomaniacal genius. Like he, mm. him, Bruce Banner, and, and Tony are like you know a trifecta of smarts. Sure. And then and then I think what was really hard was watching is it eight 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 three eight eight one eight eight three eight the 838 um, multiverse Illuminati just mm. not be very smart. That's frustrating to me. <laughs> I know. They're all like, very disposable characters. Yeah. It's, you, we enjoyed the moment. You know, we all went wild. Yeah. X-Men came out. X-Men yeah. theme song from 90s uh, yeah. TV show. Um, twice now. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Fantastic shows up as, the, as all the fans man. wanted it. Yeah, yeah, and all the fans wanted John Krasinski. We all got that, and that's such a great moment. But you step back a little bit, even by the end of the film, I was like, yeah, kind of shit. (laughs) Didn't really care about the 838 stuff. It didn't really, like, make that much of a dent. You know, it didn't really kind of add to my experience as the MCU fan. Um, It's enjoyable at the moment, but then, you know, moments have to last, right? Yeah. Yeah. We look at all those other MCU movies that we really love and dear, all our Avengers films, especially Endgame for me, Spider-Man, the most recent one in Phase 4. These have long-term effects. Yeah. <laughs> Something like Doctor yeah. Strange and Multivadmus, like, I'm not excited. I, would, I don't think I would ever watch this film again unless I'm doing a marathon, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not excited to watch this film again. <laughs> Rewatching it, I got tired. And, and actually, you know what is funny, and I think a little bit of a disservice, is that I don't think Doctor Strange was very well utilized in in spider-man like mm. if there was a weak point of spider-man no way home i definitely mm. think so much of what dr strange did was so out of character for me mm-hmm. um and that was really jarring and it was to move the plot along but i think in the same way that let's talk about character assassination in the same way that thor <laughs> in love and thunder started to have a bit of a character assassination mm. i think this is already starting to happen to dr strange and i yep. think part of it is what they're trying to do with him is trying to also be a Tony as well in the MCU. Yeah. yeah. But he's not. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really frustrating. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Uh-huh. Moving swiftly on to Woo! the second to last film of Phase 4, Thor Love and Thunder, which came out in October. October? Yeah. Wait, no. What am I talking about? <laughs> October came out in July. July. <laughs> last Last month. Huh. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. This brings us one step closer to the end of Phase 4. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with thumbs down, but I don't <laughs> want... I don't want to. Like, I didn't... I didn't hate it in many ways. Maybe, like, Eternals for you, I had more expectation of this film than I got. And, uh... Yeah, and that, I think that's it. Our expectations definitely can 
can kill a kill a film. And I remember because like leading into this, I think you're excited. Like I love Ragnarok. I really enjoyed Thor's arc in Avengers, mm. and I think also the cosmic side of the MCU doesn't get as much of a look in. So I think it's always exciting when you get to the cosmic um, aspects to the MCU because mm. everything becomes scaled up. It's true. It's and if I think of like a film like Guardians 2, Guardians 2 scales up in such an exciting way. Um, mm. And even like the stuff from Infinity War that's cosmic is excitingly scaled up from the stuff happening on Earth. Like it's yeah. it's otherworldly. And this film just didn't feel like that. And it, um, yeah, it, it was really like the dramatic tension was completely lost in the film. And mm. it sucks because you have Christian Bale coming in. I think he did a great job with what he had, but as a villain as well, like it just sucks that he was in this film. Because <laughs> like, yeah. And I think you can tell in a Thor film when they kill off a character after the film, it just really speaks more to the story than to like that, that character's potential. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so thumbs down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. What, about, um, what about you? <laughs> it's a big fat thumbs down. I really hated this movie. <laughs> and uh, you guys can check out um, our review. It was actually me and JC that did the review for this in the previous episode, episode 30, I believe. Um, yeah, just uh, uh, it frustrates me that I hate this movie. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mad at the fact that I hate this movie because I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't really want to dislike a film that much. It's uh, yeah. Especially when it's part of something that is so dear to us, like you know, yeah. uh, we're fans, and so we're emotionally invested into the MCU. And to yeah. have a treatment like this for the character, I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say one thing though, which I was funny because I I had a good old Sorry. listen to JC and uh, Rivers Rivers uh, legit cool podcast on this episode. I really like the third act, and I really like the idea of little kids getting the power of thought. <laughs> I thought it was so cute. And I was like, oh man, like if anything else in this film, I'm like, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of dig that idea of like, yeah, let's also remember superhero movies are for kids and for a kid to want to feel like Thor and then see that portrayed on film. I'm, I'm always there for that. <laughs> I can be down with that, but it was, it's just not the, if, if your film is going to be really lackluster for the entire part to finish it off with a bunch of kids, seemingly saving the day i'm like Reading some shadows this is not this is not good it just went worse <laughs> and some like fun fun facts from the film though as well that all um all of their kids so bale watiti hemsworth's kids oh, were all really? the kids playing um that makes acting sense because the, the family was all here in sydney yeah and then second to that was uh all of the monsters in the film were drawn by kids like actual kids in real life. Oh. So all of the shadow monsters that Bale's um, gore makes appear mm. from the ground, they all look mm. ridiculous because they're all what kids would imagine of a scary thing. And I thought that was kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah cool. some fun things. Anyways, oh, good on them. Give me some, <laughs> yeah, give me some respect to the children. Good on them. <laughs> Hated the film. Big thumbs up. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you, but Ooh. you know what? I really love... The only thing that strikes me, though, is um, uh, Jane Foster. 
That's the best Jane Foster I've ever seen in any of the films. Oh, yeah, she's so great. I, she um, kills it. She kills on it. On that, I think she has such a good time. You can tell she's having a good time. Mm. I think the film does a real, um, aside from her dying at the end, but that she goes to the bar, <coughs> that's okay. But then she doesn't like, really die. So. Yeah, yeah, so I was like, oh, that's okay. Um, yeah. The film really um, honours, I think, Natalie Portman's like, and, and Jane's story in, in these films because... Mm. I think she she deserves that more than anyone else, and I'm mm. I'm totally there for the idea of the reason she got the powers was because Thor was being cute and wanted to protect his girlfriend, and was, she'd uh... be the only one bring the <laughs> hammer back together was because of that promise or that 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 magic that he'd put on the hammer. I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's yeah. fun. I was like, yeah, whatever, too convenient, but whatever, just throw it. I also it. wished her and Tessa Thompson had got together at the end. I was kind of like. Something it's so hetero. Like, did you feel that energy there in the film? Her and Tessa Thompson? Yeah, yeah. No. Really? At what oh, point? <laughs> like, most of it? I was, yeah. What? Really? Thor was more interested in the hammers, and I was just like, I thought they had a thing going on, and then oh. that didn't pay off at all. I was like, yeah. Anyways. No, didn't pick that up. <laughs> Right. Um, any of our listeners pick that up let me know let me know drop a comment in the comment section comment. drop a comment um, yeah, and I did know. like Tessa Thompson's Old Spice ad that was fun <laughs> and uh, this big thumbs down gets a good old laughing track right here <laughs> alright enough of that <laughs> um, so we're moving on to the last film that is closing out phase 4 and what better way to close out phase 4 with Black Panther, Black Panther. What am I trying? Black Panther, Black Wakanda, Penguin. Black Penguin, <laughs> Wakanda Forever. Um, oh. So all we can really talk about here is actually the trailer. What do you think of the trailer? Thumbs up, oh, thumbs man. down. Thumbs, big thumbs up. Five thumbs up. Can you imagine anybody that says thumbs down to this trailer? Though? Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're probably white and conservative. Sorry, anyway, oh, white oh, come on. This is not a political channel. We're not trying to create political divides here. It's a beautiful <laughs> film uh, trailer. Beautiful Looks film awesome. trailer. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. It's um, awesome. Yeah, I'm really surprised, though. I'm really surprised that we're getting this completely different direction to the Atlanteans. Um, yeah. They're supposed to be called. What's the. Like. Um, I think Ryan Coogler said it in SCCC, a tribe that this is under under the water. Which actually makes sense because you don't wanna you wanna you don't wanna do this exact same thing that the DC mm. um DCEU properties are doing with Aquaman. And I guess you want to yeah. differentiate yourself from that. So it makes sense that you'd go with a, a different cultural tribe that I think is so influenced by the like Mayans. A Polynesian yeah, instead of a Polynesian vibe, it's much more uh towards the South America. South America, yeah. And because the guy that plays uh Namor, he is Mexican. Yeah, um, but he's he's like indigenous Mexican, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they're going with that whole Mayan culture stuff because you know the first shot of the trailer, you got Nikita, uh, Nipita Nyong'o who's on the beach, and you can see the Mayan caves in the background. So yeah. it, that scene could be a part in the film where I don't know that that on some kind of like. Um, Latin American coastal beach or something looking for the Atlanteans or whatever they're called now. Um, maybe, I don't know. It's it's fascinating to see that a lot of the emotional beats in the trailer is them on the beach 
like looking mm. into the distance it's like it's a little confusing because you're like okay are they mourning chadwick at this time or mm. are they just sternly looking for someone out of the ocean <laughs> like what are they doing there <laughs> yeah i think um oh i'm i'm trying to keep i'm trying to keep just very open i like this idea of uh tense political conflict that's going to occur between these two the two tribes peoples yeah mm. but um I'm, I'm less i'm less like the speculation of anything from a trailer i'm like mm. you know do you, do you remember so much of endgame's trailer and like it would just oh man it, it was it was wild i just it was remember pretty, having yeah. Thanos's like voiceover and if anyone if anyone's got time go back on youtube and rewatch that i um i think for this film the trailer is trying to also lay some groundwork for mm. people's preparation for yeah. um for uh um oh man one moment chadwick not not being in it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think a lot more of that emotional tie is going to be there and i'm really mm-hmm. curious i'm really i'm really keen to see doom do you think he'll be there mm, nah, nah. <laughs> no doom no doom Don't nah, you? Space, i'm sorry to tell you fans baseball doesn't do anything that uh we <laughs> want as fans <laughs> It's yeah, the track record it. doesn't prove it, so it doesn't actually make us. Uh, Guys, there probably the won't even be a Black Panther in this film. Just... <laughs> They'll probably do something stupid, some stupid shit, where like the same thing they did with Quicksilver and um and Wonder Vision. Be like, we'll um, give you Quicksilver, but he's not really Quicksilver. <laughs> it's like some kind of bullshit like that. Like, yeah. oh, here's Doctor Doom. Oh, by the way, it's not Doctor Doom. <laughs> he's actually. <laughs> He's actually Mr. Doom. Uh, yeah, Mr. Doom. He's, he's not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's not the the menacing Doctor Doom yet. But um, yeah, like what I loved about the trailer is that it does well to establish that we're acknowledging the death of uh, T'Challa, which is mm-hmm. it's it's such an ominous feeling, and the the trailer is way more emotional than it should be. And I, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a very positive way. But you know, it's 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 far more emotional than it should be because we're actually mourning his real death. Yeah. So, um, it's I was like shocked, man. When, when the trailer starts with that beautiful rendition oh, from man. Tim's, I love Tim's. She is an amazing singer, and I listen to all her music. Been following her for about two years, and I was that, that was like our uh, that was her announcement that she's doing the song was through the trailer because we'd never heard that song before. Um, so it does the rendition of No Woman, No Cry from Bob Marley. And just that lot, that beautiful shot of uh, Nepito on the beach. I was like, beach, yeah. no way, this trailer is going to be emotional, isn't it? And then, and then it goes on and I'm like, and I'm like, like starting the to cry. Scene as well. The like, thing scene. Yeah, it's and, like oh, we're acknowledging Kendrick. death and then there's life coming into, you know, so... And then there's then Kendrick comes in and the yeah, what a great remix, eh? Into oh, Kendrick's. dude, so good. But like the yeah, just there's just power and energy that you're. Oh man, I'm I'm so good. and I think that's it. The comfort that we have with Ryan Coogler in looking after this property, comparative to what with, with with Thor, it's really it's really fascinating, right? And I think this is that interesting element that Marvel's Marvel's still. I don't think Marvel's ever going to like fall off the wagon in the way that DC films can because there's lacking continuity. But mm. that sense of love for properties that that um, that each director has, like I think that is so telling as to what kind of film you might get. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm ready to like 
really bore my eyes out. Um, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so ready. I'm so excited. Um, thumbs up. Thumbs down. Thumbs <laughs> way up, man. Yeah. Way up. It's um, it's going to be a good time. I can't wait. So that comes out in November this year. How are we doing with our 20 minutes to talk about baseball? <laughs> That was quite like thirty minutes, I think. <laughs> we haven't. Yeah. So we're just gonna we're, we're gonna skim past like the TV series, you know. We're just One Division. We've we've already done like reviews on this kind of stuff, but One Division. It's a thumbs up for me. What's that for you? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. up. That's all right. Thumbs up. Falcon Winter Soldier. Thumbs down for me. Thumbs down as well for Nath. Mm. Loki season one. Thumbs up for me. Just a thumbs up, just. Ooh, I love, yeah, I, I'm surprised. I love, I'm a massive Doctor Who fan. I think I might have mentioned this in one of our yeah, did, recordings. Yeah. Yeah. I was a, a little disappointed that didn't land as much of what I I thought it was leading towards. Like, and I think dropping Owen Wilson's character a bit earlier in the third or fourth episode was mm. a bit of a loss. Yeah, mm, but okay. still, still good. Like, really interesting, really fun concepts. I just think it could have everything in this season in this phase could have done more. Yeah, at every point, I think. So. Well, hopefully they give you something a bit more than uh, Loki um, too. I'm seeing Loki too. Loki too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what if? What if season on? one? Thumbs up. Thumbs up, man. This is the great, best. Great series. Oh, Surprising. Man, so I'm surprised that I actually like it this much. Yeah, I, mm. I think maybe it's. Uh, I need to go back and do a rewatch because I think, aside from like the first episode with Captain Carter, I'm like, you're just fun, just exciting. Mm. The last two episodes are insanely good. Yeah. Yeah. Love the Doctor Strange wow. episode. Ooh, so good. I love the I love the T'Challa in space episode. Ah, yeah, he's cool. That. That was very cool character. Cool. Um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Thumbs up. Oh yeah, like if I could, like the first half of the season, thumbs up. The second half of the season, thumbs down. Man, that really got <laughs> me out. The second half, but um, Fisk was in it. That was cool. I mm. think um, yeah, good good things with um, with the new Kate Bishop. That's sick. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and and also I'm having Yelena and it was sick too. So yeah, I'm excited to see Haley. Okay. Oh yeah, Haley a bit more. She's a great actress. She's she's awesome. She's very pleasant to have on screen. Yeah, she's really, really, really good, good at energy. delivering lines. Yeah, really good energy. It's very I really mature. Want to see her and Tom Holland bounce off each other. They're gonna have mm. so much fun filming things together. I think. Yeah, she can really do some comedy scenes. You know, mm. like she's got mm. some she's got some wit. She's got some like sass to her. That's yeah. uh, that I really Reminds like. Uh, Pitch Perfect Three. She's in Pitch I've Perfect Three. I've never watched that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long way into a trilogy. God damn, Pitch, Pitch Perfect. Perfect Three. She was very good. She was great. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, Moon Knight. Whew. Just makes it to a thumbs up as well. Wow. Yeah, wow. just. We okay. um, we've been meaning to we've been meaning to talk about this one for a while, guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll talk a little bit about it. We'll talk, we'll talk a yeah. little bit about this and also Miss Marvel because those are the last, not the last, but the coming up to the last lot of TV series for Phase Four. Mm. Um, I'm gonna have to say a thumbs down. <laughs> it's yeah. it's a it's a tough one. I mean, yeah. maybe like you, if I really enjoyed the first half, mm. that's a thumbs up, and the last half was just nah, didn't yeah. like it. Didn't really like the walking animals, giant animals. Like, what is this, Power Rangers or something? Like, yeah. around Egypt. Around it's Egypt, like, around Giza, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, what is, what is this TV series? The giant crocodile. 
<laughs> a giant crocodile, dude. Like, what is this? Um, okay, so so I, <laughs> let me reiterate myself. It's not like I have a problem with, like, big giant uh, animals walking around the city. I mean, heck, like, we had flying animal aliens in uh, the first Avengers film. So I don't have a problem necessarily on that. It's more so how they delivered all of that piece of content. Yeah. Um, where the character was going, um, it kind of went in a direction that I was ready to, you know, learn and, and be excited for. But I think the reason why it didn't quite land for me was um, this Moon Knight character, I didn't really anticipate him to be like a, a big study on mental health. I kind of wasn't expecting that at all. Mm. And we, we learn about, is it called DOD? Or yeah, DOD disorder something Dis- um, dissociative D- dissociative something, something. disorder <laughs> disorder. <laughs> yeah, we're so good at this. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's got like DOD or something like that, and yeah. it's it's kind of a understudy or something in the, in the whole series. And I really wanted identity disorder DID. Oh, DID. Identity. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, I you know I wanted the series to kind of following the same line as the comics, it doesn't have to go a lot on, you know, it doesn't have to be very specific to the comics, but at least following a similar line, which is like he's he's a, he's a very torn person with these personalities, but he has this vengeful behavior with uh, one of his characters. What's his name? Hawk, uh, Hockley? J- Jeremy, Lo- Jeremy Lockley, I think it is, which is the character that we get introduced to right in the final episode. Yeah. You know, when he's sitting uh, in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the third personality. So I think his name's like Jeremy Lockley or something like that. And um, he's supposed to be a super violent character. Yeah. And I think the series would have benefited by starting off with Jeremy Lockley and then giving us those other characters a little bit later. Yeah. Um, Because I just wanted to, to be honest, I just want to see some violence that would see in the comics. Oh, like, man, yeah. He, yeah, wasn't, sure. he wasn't a very violent guy. Like, for all the fighting that he, he was doing, it was pretty vanilla fighting. I was like, yeah. uh. <laughs> Wait, who is it? Stephen like... Grant, what's the other guy's name? The um, other I just main... forgot. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, I think for me, it's in the similar vein to Loki season one, two. One, as well, is that any of these shows deciding to hold their hook on the next season doesn't mm. understand what a season is yep. i think because yeah to, that's true to do, like to, to, to develop something and not give it the payoff that it the cathartic payoff for for audiences um i think it's kind of it's it, it very much cheapens an experience and it makes the time spent on it a waste of time because you you then realize oh i've got to wait till like next year episode one but mm-hmm. the beginning of a new season is not a great time to finalize something it's yep. just yeah and you like every se- every show does it where you have a hook for your next season to want people to have like have something to discuss to want more to be excited mm. for the next season but they also wrap things up and i think yeah. this show not having him appear at all like at all until a post-credit scene mm. is a massive disservice to several elements of the story and mm. especially the very first blackout scenes that he has when he's in the car in Europe. Yeah. Holy, that yeah. that was awesome. I was so excited to see more of that. Or even have mm. like one or two of those episodes every every episode till it ramps up and then episode five or six are like 
it's all yep. full guns blazing like that that i think that's what's disappointing about it but mm. i had fun i had fun with it i like the concepts i also liked how disconnected it was to the mcu mm-hmm. that's always nice mm-hmm. just fun and oscar isaac's great mm. yeah i think he did a great i think he had fun I'm like I'm I'm happy if actors having fun doing what they do. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely would agree with you about Oscar Isaac. I think he really killed his role. Mark mm-hmm. Spector is uh, the um, the assassin, the American assassin, no American merchant, uh, mercenary no, merchant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he sells things. Oh, actually, sorry, uh, the other guy sells things. Um, but he's a he's a mercenary. Uh, it was cool, and I, I think I would have really love to have seen him like do some ufc kind of crazy violent shit you know like (laughs) and and all the fighting he was doing it was a little slow it was a little kind of uh okay it was very ordinary it just wasn't very impressive choreography and when you look when you read the comics of moon knight man he's a he's a batman like he's kind of known as the batman of uh, the marvel universe yeah Yeah. except with did um, and it's such a great, great concept. And you can pay, you can acknowledge like mental health issues, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to turn it, to turn it. You don't need to turn it, turn it into a piece of study that you, you know, they're trying to like make a statement, or I don't mm-hmm. know that, you know, they're trying to lecture us about um, DID. I, I don't know. It's just like I, I don't like it when films and TV series get too preachy with anything really they should just deliver like good content um based on the story itself and how the mm. story should present itself and then we can kind of fill in the pieces later on you know we're not there mm. to like have like to go to school or university <laughs> we're there to be kind of entertained so i would have yeah. wanted like a lot more of that but i did love oscar isaac in the role i loved ethan hawk in the row the role ethan even Hawke though great yeah he until was great he, until, even he though... until he wasn't until he yeah i i just didn't really maniac sorry <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't really understand the ending to his character. Like, yeah. you know, the arc, like it, it sort of starts off as a fairly gradual linear arc and then it kind of fades into something that wasn't really familiar. Yeah. I didn't understand why he kind of went in that direction. It didn't make sense to me, the character. Um, I think one thing that's funny about all of these shows or, or, or um, movies is how they treat the bystanders and the mm. civilians and even the evil minions. And I think one of the things that is jarring with Ethan Hawke is his cult. <laughs> and his like his little cult, like following that become very True. indispensable and yeah. they all happen to be everywhere. It was the same in Falcon and Winter Soldier, like all of the, whatever you call it, the red, the red fist group, blah, blah, blah. Mm. They were all kind of unmemorable, but they were kind of everywhere. And yeah, and then I think if you put them all together, everything becomes giant. Oh, hang on. They're like a group of people that are refugees after the blip. And sure. And get this yeah. show and it's just like randoms that are worried they're not doing good and they follow some Egyptian cult religion. Like it, They're uh, just kind of walking pieces of uh, story, like plots. Yeah, they're red I guess, like as a, well, right? Like they can easily, they're easily dispensed. Like they're things for the the main character to hit. Yeah, exactly. It, it's <laughs> sort of to... Make an example of... Yeah, it's to kind of perpetuate a little bit more of like what your the character's intentions are, and mm. like you know a little bit more. It's it's kind of just like whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I like some of the other cast members like May Callum Callumway. May she Callumway. She plays like Layla. Red Red Scarab. Yeah. Red Scarab. Red Scarab. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. She was great. She was great. She was she was solid. And I think she was a more believable character who has like this like hand in a darker underworld, but is like also just this like really lovely person. And I think yeah. that was that was quite well done. Like she's very competent. I love seeing. Mm. I'm just so competent in a film. Like, that's always nice. So. And then the reveal for her to, like, be some more. Yeah. yeah, to become Red's Carib. I, I did think the shot was cheesy, though, where her wings kind of come out. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a Power Rangers <laughs> scene or something. Yeah, I think time. that's the same as any time he's flying and his, like, cape turns into the moon. Like, I, I do like that. The Crescent Moon's sick, but it looks so Crescent ridiculous. Yeah. 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 The white suit was sick as well. Yeah. The white suit's awesome. Such a great yeah, costume. Yeah. And that's all visual effects. Yeah. Really well done. Like that, yeah. that energy, like the dark. Yeah. Filming in the dark is cool. So. Yeah. yeah all right. So, so, yeah, still giving it a thumbs up. You're still giving it a thumbs down. Uh, it's, uh, so, uh, I'll give it let's a thumbs where, up. Let's, let's see where it goes. I, I think that's the thing for me. I'm excited to see where a lot of these properties go. Yeah. That's, that's when I'll make my, my, my final. Final judgment. There was that, you know, actually, like, come to think about it, there there were some things that didn't get paid off. Remember it's... the... Yeah, well... Do, do you remember... I think I told both you and JC. I remember telling JC, but yeah. I'm pretty sure I told you as well, um, that I think this whole... All these episodes are actually just um, movie set pieces. Because remember, oh, like... like it, in we, his mind... In his mind, it's all in his mind. And remember, we get to that episode. I can't remember what episode it was. might have been episode four, four where five, he wakes up in an asylum. Yeah, I think it's four yeah. or five. Yeah. <laughs> and in episode three, we see we see um, a cameraman. Remember, I shared the photo in the WhatsApp group. Ah. Yeah. I, so when, I, um... when he's getting, ch- I think it's episode three, he's getting chased through the town in, in Egypt. Oh, and it doesn't seem real? Like, and, and It doesn't it seem like real. Nothing, fake. like everything looks fake. Like yeah. the rooftop scene looked really fake. Like it looked like yeah. a studio. I was like, what is this shitty camera work I, right I've been now? so there for like, like we said, like an NTV style. I think. Well, because everything in the hospital is also representative of things that have been happening yep. in his life in every episode. Mm. So mm. like. So I, I was just kind of like really shocked. I was like. Is they did what happened here? Did they like yeah. run out of money or something? Like what's going on? And then, and then when we get to episode four, it's not it's not until I realize like oh maybe all those other other episodes or at least part of those episodes were actually supposed to be fake mm. because there's a there's a scene where he's getting chased through the town and you mm. see a steady cam operator in the street. <laughs> Yeah, it's all in frame. It wouldn't have been a mistake. You can't make, like, Marvel... Like, no film in this day and age makes that mistake. No way. (laughs) There's no way. There's no chance. So I was like, okay, I think this is deliberate. It has to Mm. be deliberate. Mm. Um, So I posted on the WhatsApp group, and I think I remember Jim and JC... I think they were just laughing. They were like, oh, what? What is this? (laughs) And I said, I think it's actually supposed to be fake. You know, when it comes to him waking up in an asylum... I think the whole yeah. idea is that his, it's just been playing out in his mind, but then it doesn't really pay off because it doesn't doesn't actually give us an answer to the whole thing. Yeah, you know, like he, the asylum the asylum stuff doesn't either. But huh. yeah, well, because there's the question as well in the asylum stuff whether uh, at one point we actually do see their third personality appear mm. when he's being beat up. But yeah, 
yeah, I, I, I think there definitely needed to be a bit more clarity around some of the stuff going on there yep. as to what's actually happening in whose mind and where well, are we. Well, yeah. I hope they pay that off in season two. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We, we'll see. We can, we, we'll find out. Um, Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. I'm going to straight up and say thumbs up for me. Yeah. It's a very surprising I'm, thumbs up for me. I'm very, yeah. very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a thumbs up as well. And I was also very surprised. I actually really struggled with the first episode and mm. the second episode. Ah, and it wasn't until the third episode that I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And I really liked when they went to Pakistan. I was like, oh, awesome. This is cool. Like, I was, um, I, I um, became more and more invested as the show progressed. Interesting. Uh, I think um, in in the same way as Haley Steinfeld was a great find for Kate Bishop, I think, um, um, uh, what's her name? What's the... Uh... Uh, I can't remember her name. Oh. Um, hmm. Let's have Let's a look. Let's have a look. Um, but yeah, she plays Kamala Khan. I don't really know her name, but she's, I thought she was great. Mm. She had energy... She definitely felt like like she was just in like late high school trying to figure her stuff out. Um, yeah, I, I was like, I could relate. And I thought that was really mm. sweet. Her family and their dynamic really hit me. And mm. I loved the, the, the mosque leader, the imam, and how cool he was. But I also loved the arc she had with her parents. And I think that right. was really well handled. Um, I didn't really love the stuff with her grandma and the stuff at the... Um, with the train leaving, but I thought it was really nice as well. And this is, you know, again, it's like a weirdly Disney move. I'm like, it's great. You're having more representation and stuff, but it's funny because you're the mega mega billionaire Disney doing this. So it's weird, Mm. but um, it's nice to have different stories. So that's cool. Mm. Yep. I feel the same way as well. Um, uh, Like you, very surprised by how much I actually really enjoyed it. Um, Although I'm a little bit different to you and, Episode one and two, well, particularly episode one was the pilot. You know, it was the pilot that got me excited for the show. I really, really enjoyed episode one. Yeah. So I'm um, kind of the, like the, the opposite. Too. Was very fun, right? Like it. Yeah, I just love the. Like I love the creative direction. I love all the decals and the, the sort of the visual landscape of Miss Marvel. It's very much. It very much feels like a teenage uh, story. You yeah. know, it doesn't feel like one of those make-believe teenage stories where they where hollywood always hires like actors that look way beyond their years (laughs) you know it really feels like a teen drama which is awesome and i think the teen drama was fun enough for me to engage and connect with on a lot of levels one is that i i i have a very similar like not very similar but i can relate to that teenage high school environment because Mm. it's all very much the things that we all experience maybe in slightly different ways. Um, And it's also mature enough for me to enjoy as an adult. So to have that balance of, uh, I don't know if it's a maturity or way to describe it, but you know what I mean? It's like the teenage aspect versus the maturity side. It seems to have this, you know, cohesion that I wasn't expecting to, to really see and, and maybe mm. some of that is also because of the the adults in the room i suppose you know the the parents and um the mosque leaders and all the kind of uh, role models and adults around them the teachers and all that kind of stuff i think that also helps with the maturity of the the show 
Yeah. But sure. I just think, I, I thought it was just such a entertaining, fun, delightful, and a good different, you know, piece of content for MCU. We've never yeah. really had that at no, all. Ever. And even like as as far as the TV series go, I think it worked well with the six episodes it had, unlike mm-hmm. pretty much every other TV series so far. Yep. It um it fit it filled itself out well. Each episode had a good storyline. Mm. My biggest issue, and I think it might be yours as well, was the CGI wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, CGI was like oh, first, okay. that, that really killed me in the first episode. I did like how Damage Control appeared again. It was the same right. guys, and uh, they were really racist, and that was funny. And it was like <laughs> it's like yeah, I, I um I did like seeing Jersey as well, and that was kind of hilarious too. Like just yeah. Yeah, it felt like Scott Pilgrim, and it also felt a bit like um, uh, Baby Baby Driver. Right, man, well, that's a good with, the, with with a lot of that uh, the graffiti moving and stuff. Mm. Like that. Yeah. yeah, that's actually yeah. a really good uh, example. Um, Scott Pilgrim and um, Baby Driver. Take it right, man. Mm. Take it right. He should come back to the MCU. <laughs> yeah, he'd go off if he does. Yeah. He 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 could be like a really great. Or I was like, who would? He, what would he be great at helming? He would be great at helming Guardians, but I think he'd be have a lot more fun doing something like he could be a great person to take over for Spider Man or even for Miles Morales. True, I mean, he could kill it with Miles Morales. He could. He could. That'd be sick. Um. um yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Miss Marvel, I really enjoyed it. I yeah. and you know, I think the biggest surprise for everyone was the fact that we got our first introduction to a mutant. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? I freaked out. I screamed. <laughs> I screamed. Because you know it's happening. It's happening. At, at that point, at that point you're sort of ready to you know, say goodbye to this TV series. It's, it's had a good run. It's got a really good ending. I love how, love how it all came together. It had it had a really, really good ending. It was yeah, it was quite tight, and it was like oh, and she's still in her world, like Spider Man is now. Yep. She's in her world in the way that Spider Man should is now finally in his world mm. where he can be a superhero. Like that's cool. That's fun. Yep. And I just love how the parents were the one to kind of tie up the the arc for her character. You yeah. know, where she has that one of my favorite moments of the series is her with her father on top of the roof. You mm. know, and they have that really awesome father daughter bond. Mm. And he basically gives her the name. Um granted, like giving the name and the way he explains it, the kind of exposition here is uh, it's a little convenient, but <laughs> like, you know, by saying, that Oh, do cool. you know Kamala means Kamala. magic. Uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Does it actually mean that? Let me Google this. <laughs> Bit of a stretch, but, you know, whatever. I'm willing to forgive it. I think it's more just um, the scene was so well directed. It was so well performed by both actors. And mm. she's just that the family is a believable family. I actually felt that all of them were brother, sister, mother, father, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Really, really so funny and he's so like he's such a good big brother uh, mm. i really i appreciated that like it wasn't just oh he's a bit of a stickler but you know he's, he loves his little sister he'll look out for her he'll yeah. keep secrets from the parents for her like it's totally okay cool. to have siblings that get along in a tv show or in yeah. a movie we always yeah. tend to get these like classic stereotype cliched brother and sister dynamics where they kind of hate each other because yeah. you know we are, we all know that siblings don't get along in real life yeah, yeah yeah we get that we don't have to have a cliched version of that 
yeah. in TV series and movies all the time. It's like, dude, it's totally fine to have a loving relationship that's gentle yeah. <laughs> for yeah, brothers yeah. and sisters. And I think that I think that was also something that Marvel was really conscious of in representing in in a, a Muslim family as well. Like, I think mm. that's really sweet. Um, yeah, good for, good show. Good show. Thank you. Finally. Thank you. Thank you, Marvel. <laughs> Thank you what, for doing three a good out show. Of, three out of 15 ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, after Miss Marvel, we have She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. By the way, stole the tagline from the original Daredevil series, Attorneys at Law. I mean, it was it was plural, plural in Daredevil, Attorneys at Law. Do you remember, like, that's their, their pluck? I it's, know um, uh, oh, what, no, are, I, I, what are their last names? Foggy and uh, Daredevil's name. What was his name? Murdoch. Murdoch. Murdoch and Foggy, like at something, and then it says attorneys at law. I'm a bad. I'm a bad. I'm not. I'm not the massivist of Daredevil uh, fans. I don't know much about him. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn. Gonna yeah. learn with the new Daredevil coming out in Phase Five. But up. yeah, well maybe he'll she appear. Oh yeah, he will. I mean, he is. He's in the trailer. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so She Hulk. Are you excited? Are you not excited? If not, why? <laughs> Before we started this podcast, everyone, River said, "Oh yeah, She Hulk's coming out tomorrow." I was like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> Cool. I was. Okay. I'm. I'm very fatigued. I'm <laughs> looking forward. To, I'm, there we go. I'm looking forward to like just. And again, I think maybe this is a thing like not clutching at straws, but I'm just excited to kind of delve back into a real sense of what's been going on in the MCU lately. And I think what I'm excited about for She-Hulk is it might give us some answers as to what's actually happening in the world at the moment. Because everything else is kind of like giant mega level threats, so no one has time to say. And this is what's going on in the MCU at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think um, having Bruce Banner around is going to be great. Uh, I really like that. Um, I, I really like uh, Jennifer Walters' character. I think it's that's cool. It's funny that our first pro- proper Hulk is going to be She-Hulk, but I also really dig that. Like I think it's good, especially with the amount of time. Like if Thor, Thor Love and Thunder is anything to go by, for any of the original Avengers still doing TV shows or movies right now, you really need to be a background character. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that like Bruce Banner is there for the right amount of time that um, mm. keeps him interesting, if you know what I mean. Um, sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be fun having a little um, Suits style TV show because I love Suits. So yeah, and also mm. a little. Buddy cop is it? Buddy cop? No, more like I, I don't know. It's more like sexy lawyer. Sexy it, lawyers. No, 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 it's it's more like lethal weapon meets Karate Kid. <laughs> ah, cool, awesome. That's fun. Well, I mean, I don't know. that's the impression I get. You know, because uh, Bruce Banner looks like he's playing a Miyagi role. You know what I mean? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't have as much technique when you're the Hulk. What are you drinking there, River? I'm drinking this nitro. I don't know if you can see it. Nitro hey, cold brew. From Stitch Coffee. From Stitch Coffee. Cheers, Nawa. It is a stunning piece of cold brew, and I think this is the future for cold brew right here. Yeah. There you go. Tinning. Did a endorsement shout-out for Stitch Coffee. We should uh, get free, free coffee from Stitch. <laughs> we, should, we should get sponsored by Stitch. Nawa, uh, would you like to sponsor us? Any of our other coffee friends in Sydney listening to us, would you like to sponsor us? 
What's your podcast? We don't talk about coffee because we don't, uh, we don't talk about coffee because we're uh, excited to talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, River and I are uh, kind of in a in we're in the coffee industry in Sydney. Yeah. River's not as much. I'm not really as much either these days, but um, mm. we're around we the it. coffee industry. We do love it. We love it. I was at Stitch last week. Very good. Oh, yeah. I'll try and get you one of these because these are really awesome. You know, cold brew is never really something that I got into because I don't think anybody's like killing it with cold brew. Cold brew is just still one of those lackluster beverages where it's supposed to be like obviously a cold version of good filtered coffee, but it never is. It always loses flavor, doesn't have sweetness, it's kind of boring and flat. But something like this is really damn good. Is it lightly carbonated? It's it, lightly, yeah. So they just inject yeah. it with nitro um, yeah. to preserve, as well. yeah, to preserve all those awesome natural flavors. And the coffee they're using is actually from Finca Santuario, um, which is actually an estate that I have been to in Colombia. Right. Yeah, it's right. a guy called Camilo Merasalde who owns the estate. He's a pretty hardcore coffee nerd. Very cool. Mm. So it's good. It's got so much flavor. The coffee itself is a red bourbon from said uh, producer, and it's sweet. It's got complexity. It's good. It's good. Tasting anyway, (laughs) tasty. Oh, tasting notes. Hmm. It's a little bit colorish. Cola. Love that. Got some cola notes, Um, and literally some dark fruits as well. So maybe plum or something like that. Yep. I, I can taste it right now from your description. Mm. Is that a good description? Yeah, I want one now. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. I'll get you one. Trust. Ah, thanks. Thanks. All right. Uh, okay. So, She-Hulk. Yeah, She-Hulk. Thumbs up? Thumbs down? Uh, I'm, uh, I want to be excited. I'm not really yeah. excited. <laughs> the trailer... I'm excited too, but it's, oh, it's a lot. Well, the th- okay, so the thing is, like, the, the trailer that they released, the very first trailer they released, I was like, this looks like garbage. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> but then the SDCC trailer came out, and I was like, yeah. okay, this is way, way better than the trailer they yeah. released earlier. And they put out the... I don't know if you saw it, but they put out these statements saying... Oh, we're not quite finished with visual effects. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah, the first trailer is not a big representation of what the final product is. I'm like, well, then why even release a trailer? Like, what's yeah. wrong with you people? Like, yeah. we might I'll be desperate fans. Like but... Really low key on anything that hasn't been completed yet. Just do smart trailer writing. You know, just, like, yeah. And like the second trailer is sick. Like, I'm pretty, like, I'm pretty excited for that. I'm excited for some more, like, Hulk lore. Like, what the heck's been going on? Abomination. Man, bring it. Like, and, like, that other idea of, like, other lawyers and other, like, that sense of, like, representing different people. Like, this, it's going to be Cameo City, hopefully, but yeah. in a good way. That's tasteful. Tasteful. But still yes. mean, meaningful. Still meaningful. Tasteful, meaningful, has, like, adds good value to the MCU, yep. you know, because I'm super excited to see Daredevil, and I really want to see Matt Murdock, like, kill it in the show you know great to have uh what whatever his name is what's his name um, what's his name <laughs> the guy that's not oh gosh not a bald one yeah <laughs> not, not, not ben affleck not ben affleck not ben affleck sorry yeah who's the guy um, that's not ben affleck that plays charlie ben cox affleck? oh my gosh charlie gosh we're like oh, we're such good mc units here right um <laughs> yeah I, i'm excited to see these these cameos but I, I don't want them to take over the show i just want them to see you do a good job 
tasteful as as you said and mm. you know i'm hoping that tatiana's gonna kill it i'm i'm rooting for it. every time i'm doubtful about mcu movies and tv series obviously i'm always gonna be rooting for them because i, I have mm. every reason to root for their success because i love what the mcu has done for us so far but yeah the trailer the second trailer is much better um silence did it with in abominations in it he's got a lot more screen time surprisingly warm is in this oh yeah tim roth is tim roth is awesome he's a great actor and i feel like he got a little bit shafted in the hulk movie well yeah like how often do you rewatch the hulk movie (laughs) (laughs) the last time i watched it was uh at the cinema (laughs) i didn't even see it in the cinema i think i had it on dvd but it was like one of those two for one dvds that came out and I don't remember what else was in the DVD case, but I think I bought it because of whatever else was in the DVD case. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm optimistically cautious. Mm. (laughs) Of course I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the pilot tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Yeah. It'll be a rough ride if it's a terrible pilot. You know, it'd be funny if we're like throwing multiverse into all of this. Mm-hmm. It would be funny if one day, without realizing it, and this would be fun if they got Edward Norton back and they actually had like a multiverse switch pre Avengers, mm. and it like mm. went back to like a thing where Mark Ruffalo and Edward Norton had actually switched multiverses, mm-hmm. but neither yeah. of them had realized okay. it because their multiverses were so similar. The only difference was the two actors, right? Okay, and then we get Edward Norton come back as another Hulk in this show. <laughs> This is Nathan dreaming, guys. Could they be. can write whatever they want. There's all sorts of possibilities. There's all sorts of possibilities. But keep it in the multiverse. I will say this before oh, we move no. on to phase five. I will say this about She-Hulk. I think a big part of why I'm a little like not that not that excited and also a little bit bummed out about the TV show is that I want Mark Ruffalo to have his own movie. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's kind of a character that's like being shafted. I feel yeah. like he's just being sidelined now. They're not yeah. giving him, like, even give him a TV series. You know, why yeah, not give him a TV series? Like, why go with the She-Hulk when we could just have a proper Hulk story first and then bring in She-Hulk later or something? Like, bring, bring her, yeah. introduce her in Bruce Banner's series, and then she can get her own show or her own movie or whatever. It's like, I don't see the point in doing something like this when we already have a Hulk and we haven't yeah. had any character building of the Hulk. So it's like, yeah. I'm disappointed. Yeah. It's, well, again, it's that thing. We're giving six hours to this whole new character, and we haven't had six hours of Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Like, wild. Yeah, and he went on that whole journey to Sakaar yeah. and stuff, and it's like, there's so like, much story do, to tell. Do what they did with Black Black Widow and have, like, a what happened to Hulk and all of that. Yeah. Like, that'd be sick. I know, Hulk man. In space, man. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, we'll watch it tomorrow and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we remember. All right. Let's move. It's gonna do big transition here. Phase five of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are kicking it off with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Yo. This comes out in February, seventeenth of February. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Excited. Not excited. Thumbs up, but I'm kind of, and this will be, sorry, this phase is going to be one where Nath won't talk as much because partly I try and keep low on my spoilers to keep the excitement alive in me. 
keep my heart excited. But I am very excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp for what it could do. <laughs> and I actually, I think this is the funniest thing is I think there's been a curse in phase four. And like I said, like all the stuff that they've been building up towards, this is going to be the, this and hopefully Black Panther. Like if Black Panther doesn't have certain elements to pay off to finalize phase four, I'll be a little sad, but I'm okay with that too. Cause it can just be its own thing. It can mm-hmm. not even be part of Phase 4, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm really excited for. I'm excited to see what they're going to start doing with Kang. But I also don't want it to feel like the end of Loki Season 1, where it's just not like just a Kang reveal. I don't need another Kang reveal. I need Kang to be doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, I think Paul Rudd could be someone that they can hang their hat on that Marvel can bring up as the next RDJ in many ways. I think he's got mm. the chops, the experience. Like this could be, yeah, I think I said it to you the other day. You did. You I did, yeah. thought that Paul Rudd's greatest days would be in 2023. <laughs> like, you know, like that's what I really think as an actor, that he becomes an A-list celebrity in 2023. Mm. He's already an A-list celebrity, but he's been around mm. since the 90s and the 80s. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. But time that he like has a really... Big film to kind of carry his career a little bit forward. 100%. Yeah. So I'm, exci- I'm really excited for that. And the first Ant-Man was awesome. Second Ant-Man, meh. This, I think, can really Tied elevate. Yep, yeah. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Bookend the Ant-Man franchise with a good trilogy that has a wonky middle. But because um, I'm like <laughs> yeah. you, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I was like, eh, not that Man. great. <laughs> it was... It, I remember It and Captain Marvel came out in the five years <laughs> yeah. around Avengers. Yeah. And I think Avengers was like, it was like a black hole for everyone's excitement. All the excitement went to the Avengers yeah. and everything else around it. Nah. It just, were, yeah, it kind of like, yeah. like, like, like yeah, uh, Captain Marvel oh. was like a bit oh. of a flop for me. And then <clears throat> M and the Wasp. Most exciting thing. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say like M and the Wasp wasn't an entire flop, but it was like, like you, you start off with a high with Ant Man, yep. the first film. It was yep. so enjoyable, very funny, oh, so good. great chemistry between all the characters. And then you went to Ant Man and Wasp, and it was like a, a wish.com version of it. <laughs> <laughs> the most exciting part of it was the ending where he's stuck in the quantum realm. Oh, and dude. And, oh, that was high, man. And you so forgot much about hype. it. You forget that it oh, happened. You forgot, you forgot. And it's like you that sneaky little world. reminder from kevin feige oh, yeah. saying hey remember what happened in infinity war and i was uh dude like i i actually remember that vividly lurched. dude yeah. i was the same yeah, I, yeah. Like, I remember it vividly i was sitting uh, on i think i was with who did i see it with i saw my mate jason i think um when that scene happened like i had this big dreaded moment and a big gasp and i went yeah. no like yeah, and yeah, i think yeah. everybody else around me they did the same thing they're like oh! but then the people that didn't know anything about it, who hadn't even seen Infinity War. I was like, okay, for one, you guys need to get out of the cinema. I <laughs> <laughs> watched this shitty film. We haven't gone to an adventure. Oh, gosh, yeah. It was just, it was such a moment, eh? And that was such a, oh, man, yeah. And I remember, like, the lurch, the, the dread at the end of Infinity War that carried over into this film and then carried over Whoa. again into Hawkeye on the farm at the beginning. Of so the good, eh? Perfect, so like, good. That was the perfect carrying of tension. And then we got it again because that was freaking sick was in um, Hawkeye. With oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got every sort of time, the other side of it, every which time was like them coming happens, back. 
Yeah. Holy crap. Because awesome. she got blipped, she got blipped for five years as well, didn't she? Yelena. She did. She did. And yeah. we didn't know that until Hawkeye. And that was such an exciting moment in Hawkeye. I think it was episode five because that's she... something I want to go back and rewatch. Damn, that was yeah. It's such a great moment because it's it's the it's the perspective of the blip that we've never seen before, and it's like. What does it look like for them, re- like coming back into life? Well, we got a little bit in Monica. WandaVision, yeah, with yeah, Monica, but not in the same way that they did with um, Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye, yeah, because she's just That's like sick. she's. Oh, how does it even go? It's like she's standing in the mirror, right? She's looking at the mirror, and then the walls change, and the walls so change. Yeah, the change. Okay. Oh, I'm getting yeah. chills thinking about yeah. it. Anyways, so I'm excited for Ant Man and the Wasp then. If it's gonna bring any of that energy, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, true, true, true. We probably will. Energy, and we're hearing a lot of that. Like, there's a lot of discussion around how Kang's going to shift some of that. I'm mm. excited for some fan four stuff. Like, I'm sure it's gonna start to to creep into into it. Is like the building up towards fan four in in Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I'm kind of keeping it pretty low key. But thumbs up. I'm excited. Yeah, I like that. I'm the same as well. Thumbs up. Super excited. Kang Ooh. Conqueror. I mean, I saw, okay, so sneaky, sneaky. I was a bit sneaky because I was a little bit greedy and I really wanted to see. So I, I watched a little bit of the leaked footage from STCC. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah right. I did. Um, I did. Any, anything super exciting? Jonathan Majors looks amazing. Does like, he? He oh. looks amazing and, and and he doesn't say much in the in the trailer and also the footage is like kind of shit because like this guy's trying to hide his phone <laughs> but like yes. the little thing that i saw i saw enough because i actually didn't watch the whole thing i i, I saw enough i was like no nah, that's it that's i've seen enough that's that's cool i'm, I'm done i'm done and he just yeah. delivers a couple of lines and these lines are super powerful lines i don't do you want me to tell you the lines though Give me the lines. Let's <laughs> Give me the lines. Okay, a little bit of a spoiler for those of you who are listening. If you don't want to hear what Kang the Conqueror says, I'm pretty sure we're going to get the trailer soon. So yeah, for sure. um, it's probably I'll not get it tomorrow. Deal. But it's such a good line. Basically, I, I don't know if it's the first time that Ant-Man meets Kang, or maybe maybe it is the first time. But he meets him and says, like, uh, um, you don't know, like, you don't know who you're talking to, like, because Ant-Man's like made a big deal of himself. Like, he's yeah, he's yeah. he's like this big. He's a podcaster in the world now, and he's like he's a famous Avenger. He saved the world, published saved books. the universe. Yeah, yeah, he's published books and everything. Came um, up with the time travel idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's taking all the credit because none of the Avengers are around anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he did. He did come up with it because he traveled forward in time. It was the first. Yeah, thing. well, he didn't invent it. I guess yeah, it was. Uh, it was Tony's uh, technology. But um, yeah. Anyway, so he meets Kang, and then he says to him, "You don't know who I am. Like, you don't realize that I'm an Avenger." And do you know what Kang says to to how he responds? What does he say? He says, you're an Avenger? Have I killed you before? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God, what a line. Like, it's such yeah. a bone-chilly line. Because, because... Um, we need some okay. Thanos energy. That sounds like some Thanos freaking... Yeah, I mean, that's just some, like, next-level threat. Because that tells us that he's clearly killed Avengers in other timelines, yeah. um, in other universes. And... Ant-Man is now getting this information from someone who seemingly can time travel and he's probably confused now with that kind of line, you know, that response saying, have I killed you before? 
Um, so it's it's such a it's 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 crazy. It's a very very scary energy. Yeah. <laughs> and the costume that he's in, it's like the classic Kang costume, but it's a little it's way different though. Like it's it's same, but it's way different. It looks freaking amazing on him. He's wearing like this cloak. Um, the helmet that he wears, he's got. You know how he's got a blue face in the comics, yeah. and he's got like the shoulder pads, and the all shoulder that. pads, and like that kind of I don't know that sort of chest piece or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have a blue face because it's still Jonathan Majors, but he does have this helmet that he uses, which I think he uses to time travel, yeah. and that gives it the illusion to the homage to the original character. Sick. Yeah, it's freaking right, cool. dope. I can't, I can't wait. Like, I'm so damn excited. Like, this is, I think, Ant Man. And the Quantumania and the Quantum and Quantumania. I think it's probably going to be my most anticipated film of Phase Four. Oh, it's technically Phase Four. Oh, five, five. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be because I'm just so excited to see what Kang does. I think I think he's the next step forward. This is this this whole franchise needs a step forward, Mm. and. And he is it. Like they've already said that. Like he is it, and that's really cool. So I'm, yeah. I'm very excited for it too. I think, I think, just been let down. I'm just cautious. Yeah. Just well, we, we know now. We know now to like sort of, you know, Temp stay in the gates, <laughs> stay in the gates, yeah. and not run out of the gates too early. Um, so let's move on to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Excited. Thumbs up. Always excited for Guardians. I'm, I'm excited for Guardians. Yep. P- particularly. I think I'm particularly excited to jump back into their world because I think the Guardians world is so uniquely its mm. own thing. And, and you know, and like, again, it's just how, how much praise can we give for Avengers? But like Avengers, when it first transitions to the Guardians in Infinity War, whoo, mm. like just the excitement, the music. Yep. Uh, I'm keen to see some new adventures and new spaces and to continue to delve into their stories. And I think mm. from the stuff we understand of the film, uh, having a bit more focus on Rocket will be cool. Mm. Um, but I think also like a shifting of the roster a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, damn it, Taika, like really didn't love the showing of Guardians. In, in, oh, what a in treatment to the Guardians. It was actually yeah, like, was poorly a... treated. I was like, yeah. oh my God, what is this? Yeah, And like just well, that whole first part I thought was very rushed. Like it was, yeah, but it, it just made it really frustrating that that was the case. And I'm just... Mm-hmm. I think in many ways, like that is kind of the point of that scene is like the guardians are kind of sick of Thor at that point. They want to go off and actually do things without him. And I'm like, yeah, go and do your own thing. That's going to be sick. So great Mm. to have James Gunn back. Um, I recently watched suicide squad, the suicide squad. And Mm. it was nice just to see him doing his thing. And I'm excited to see him do his thing again with these guys. So yeah. And oh yeah. (laughs) we have the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> I don't who's, know. Maybe who's, I, like, I don't who's know. directing that? Is that a Taika thing? Or? No, no, no. That's James Gunn. That's James Gunn. Yeah, yeah. it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, I'm excited for Guardians Volume 3. Um, my yep. biggest excitement comes in the form of Adam Warlock. I cannot wait yeah. to see that guy. Um, will Is playing him again? Uh, will, 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 Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Yeah, yep. sorry. I'm, I I'm only familiar with Will Poulter from um, Meet the Millers. Did you ever see that comedy with uh, Jennifer Aniston? She plays the yeah, I plays the mom. and they're like, and they're all like trying to do something. Illegal. Oh, sorry, not plays the pretending mom. Pretending to be a family. Yeah, pretending to be a family. Pretending to be a family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I vaguely remember that. <laughs> he yeah, he plays like the son or something, and he's he's got this whole scene where he's um, singing, singing in the car. waterfalls yeah. like from TLC. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's that the only movie. thing that I remember um, him yeah. from. He was in um, Narnia. He was the younger cousin in, in the Narnia series. Oh. I'm a big C.S. Lewis fan, and he played their sweaty little younger cousin called Eustace. Right. Oh, so he was a very okay. hateable character in that. Um, it's so funny to think of him as grown up because, like, I just remember him as a child actor. Mm. So, um, how would I'm just getting know? a leader. Sorry, I'm just getting a little bit of feedback from your mic. It's going. <laughs> sorry, it's Is weird. It it's a little. I think it's just making these funny, like white noise. Maybe there's an alien around you. Maybe. Um. Yeah. So. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, very excited for Adam Warlock, particularly. I think the story is going to be heavily focused on how Rocket was created. Um, just going from what they're talking about on the panel in SCCC, mm-hmm. um, James Gunn was talking about how we're going to take a little bit of a different direction with the story and we're going to you know, <clears throat> focus a lot more on the family aspect of Guardians and how and the things, the challenges that they're going to face in this film and the kind of like he was pretty much alluding to like a very sad ending to the guardian. So I think some guardians are going to die in the course of this. I think wow. because, because the, um, what's his name? Ah, uh, the, no, the new character that's introduced to this, he's pretty much the villain of this. Uh, um, the, ah, uh, high, the high evolutionary, high evolutionary. Yeah. High evolutionary. Yep. Yep. Um, and he's the guy that created Rocket. So I think there's going to be a whole story around that. And the Guardians are going to fight the High Evolutionary because as a way to t- take revenge over Rocket and his character. So it's supposed to be a really sad story, oh. apparently. And, oh, wow. And w- when you look at the, the cast on stage for that panel, the trailer kicked off. Obviously, we don't know what the trailer's like. Yeah. And then when they finished, like all of them were kind of like crying and because they saw the, <laughs> yeah, they saw the trailer at the same time. And they, they hadn't seen it prior to the panel. Yeah. And it all looks a little bit like sad. I have a feeling some people are going to die. Um, wow. And some characters cool. are going to, yeah. I, I'm going to say as well, James Gunn knows how to treat his characters well. He does. And he does. Like, yeah. honestly, like Guardians 2, man, Guardians 2 gave me the feels. I think mm, there was just a mm. bit where Drax is like telling about how his, his he misses his daughter and his wife, and then um, uh, Mantis like pats him on the shoulder and she just bursts into tears and you're like, damn, mm, like yeah. he's yeah. feeling it, and and it's such that's such clever character development. Sure, and the stuff yeah. with Gamora and um, <clears throat> and uh, what's her sister? Uh, uh, Nebula. Nebula. Like their relationship as sisters, and like the whole concept of family, and man, the end with freaking Yondu. So, like, I'm yeah, like that's great. God yeah. knows how to land land this kind of stuff, you know? So. Yeah, he knows how to balance drama with emotion. I think he does a really good job at that. Um, so, I'm excited to see what he does with it. Um, I have full trust Uh-oh. in his capabilities. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. All right, next property, the Marvels, which comes out in 23. July 28th, which is the um, the movie after uh, Volume Three, The Marvels. Um, are we excited about it? Okay, to be honest, I'm excited, but I'm close to putting a thumbs down. Wow! I think yeah. I think it's because I just got such a sour taste from <laughs> from <laughs> Captain Marvel's movie. Oh, did you? Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't like Captain Marvel's movie. Captain Marvel's movie was like pretty shit. Um, what, do you, what do you feel about Monica Rambeau and Ms. Marvel though? And like, I like Monica Rambeau. I love the actress. I can't yeah. remember her name, so forgive me for uh, Tiona Paris. Tiona Paris, yeah, I think she's she's awesome. Yeah, um, and I want to see more of her. She's got good energy. She brings good charisma to her role. Um, she was awesome in uh, WandaVision. Um, but I, I think the only thing that's gonna that I'm kind of excited about is first of all the director Nia Da Costa. Um, she's done some short films that I've seen in the past, and she's super talented. So I really want to. I'm hoping that she's gonna kill this project. And Jolly. Um, is she is she the right person to be directing this? I don't know. The previous directors was a duo uh, directors directors. Yeah, um, I I think they're they were testing something with the Marvel captain marvel character and it just didn't work out like it's captain marvel as a character up until now granted she's she's been a little bit more likable i think in avengers endgame maybe but she wasn't a very likable character like like why write a character that's not a very exciting and like a likable character she's so emo she's so down on life like she always has this kind of smug on her face and she has this attitude that's just not very pleasing and i'm like you're supposed to be a hero and yeah like I, I don't care if you die in the next movie, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so, Did she appear in the Shang Chi end credits as well? Like it was she Wong, does, uh, yeah, she does. Bruce Banner, yeah. who was that? Mm. Was um, Nepeta Nyong'o's character as well? No, was she? No, no, no. maybe I'm thinking. I'm getting it mixed up with the bit in Endgame where they're chatting. To oh, her. where they're standing around the table with um, yeah, Black Widow, with, yeah. Uh, Black Widow, yeah. Yeah. But then I'm trying to remember the end of Shang-Chi if she was in that, but no. Yeah, no, not. Captain Marvel was in... in wait, was she? I can't remember now. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to find the scene. Um, <laughs> I think I, like, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not excited about it. Like, I'm like, mm. oh, always give me more. But often I wonder, it's like, I kind of wish this film... Like, I remember when Shang-Chi was coming out, I was really happy for it, excited for it. I think there was um, another film in, in this last phase i just was like i wish this was coming out instead (laughs) i wasn't excited for it yeah Yeah. i don't blame you man i don't blame you but yeah um uh, yeah just um we're gonna watch it so whatever it's uh it is what it is and we'll see how that turns out um moving on to blade blade yeah so um, excited Thumbs up for me. I'm super excited. Love Mahasha Ali. I think yeah. he's one of the best performing actors today. One of the best talented actors today. Um, he's an Oscar winner as well, isn't he? Didn't he win an Oscar award for, he um, Oscar for Moon, uh, Moonlight? Moonlight, I think it is. Yes. I think it's Moonlight, right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like he's such a great actor. I confirm um, nor deny, but I think so. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's in a movie that I really enjoyed called The Green Book. It's uh, yeah, him, him and uh, Viggo Mortensen, both great actors. Um, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Can't wait for him to be played. He's going to bury Wesley Slive. As much as I love Wesley Slive's, like, <laughs> you know, full respect, and I love him as Blade, I but I think he's going to... bury it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon they will? I mean, it, oh, I, man, they I can do anything now. They can. Blade. They can. But 
uh, business by Snipes needs to pay his taxes first before you can <laughs> do <that. laughs> Disney can pay them for it. <laughs> true, true. Um, oh, yeah, I actually don't know much about this project. Um, I don't actually know who's directing. Have they announced a director for Blade? I'm not sure. I don't think so yet. Um, a person called Stacey Osi Kofel was hired to write the film. Oh, and Basam Tariq is hired to direct it. Okay, so they uh, they're still filming right now. They should be finished filming in October, um, and then it comes out uh, next year in uh, November. So, yeah, Sick, man. we've got oh, a lot so of cool. a lot of films to come out next year. Actually, we've got four films: one, two, three, four films. This is setting a new record <laughs> for MCU films in one year. Um, <laughs> This is a little bit crazy, so super excited. Wow. Don't know a lot about this film, but you know we've got our we've had our first introduction to Blade uh, in the form of a stinger in the Eternals, which was awesome to hear Mahasha Ali's voice. I can't believe people were like trying to debate with me, saying ah. that's not Blade. I'm like, dude, you have no idea who Mahasha Ali is and what he sounds like, dude. I know, I know my shit, and you know, <laughs> you were so hyped. I remember. Uh, yeah, that's right. He, I was sitting somewhere else in the theater because I didn't book in time. That's I right. Yeah. Hearing River yelling, "Oh!" <laughs> and, and he's look over and he's standing up, jumping up and down. It's so yeah. Fun. yeah. And and the guys around me, they're like, "Oh, who's that? Who's that?" I'm like, "You amateurs, get away from me!" <laughs> <laughs> and I, like everyone was, I think the most popular speculation uh, was. No, most people were saying that it was Uatu the Watcher, uh, Jeffrey Wright. I was like, there's uh, no Jeffrey Wright, man. Like, who are you? You got ears glued on or something? Shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that was cool. And it was actually nice to hear Chloe Zhao. She said in an interview, um, uh, I don't, it wasn't the red carpet interview. It might have been a couple of weeks after the release. Yeah. They said, oh, and can you confirm if that was Blade at the end of the film. And she was like, yes, I can confirm that is Blade. We got Mahershali to come in and, and do a scene with us. Granted, like he's just talking in the background. But yeah, um, that's something that Kevin Feige wanted to put in the film. And she was more than happy to do that. So Sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. Let's go. Cool. Blade. Um, so Damn. the film to kick off 2024, the second to last film of Phase 5, is Captain America... New World Order. Mm. Let's start off with you. Thumbs up, thumbs down, excited? Look. <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. I think, I don't know if there's a curse of the fourth film in a, in a, in a franchise, but this will be technically the fifth like part of the project of this franchise after Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I mm. think, I think the stories that, this this needs to tell have to land really well after what happened with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So mm. I'm undecided. Mm. <laughs> and I think um, yeah. yeah, like I think what I liked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier was folding a little bit more into what we did get of Wakanda in in Falcon and the Winter Soldier with his and Bucky's relationship with Wakanda. But mm. um yeah, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. I'm the same. I'm with you. I'm undecided. Yeah. I'm very I'm worried. I'm a good trailer. And I, again, maybe this is more the curse of the TV shows. 
than a film. So, mm. but the films haven't been amazing thus far. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I'm kind of the same. Uh, uh, like, I'm in two minds about this. Like, one, I do want to see Sam Wilson. Um, yeah. You know, as, Captain take, as Captain America. I want to see him take up the mantle, but I want him to have uh, a good arc and transition yeah. into that whole role. Right now, he hasn't really transitioned into the role. Like, the yeah. the, the, the series didn't really do that. Like, yeah. I, I don't think um, there was a, a safe and kind of smooth transition into a, into that role. It just seemed clunky. It was just like- one like one event that happens is like, yeah, now it's I'm like Captain America. Yeah, it doesn't seem earned at all. And yeah. one could argue that he earns the shield when Steve Rogers gives it to him. Okay, I I understand that. I can acknowledge that could be a way of earning it, but that's not his. Like he hasn't actually developed the arc of him becoming Captain America. So I think he like this movie needs to <clears throat> it, it needs to pay that off somehow. Um, this movie has to carry so many things. It has to accomplish a lot of things. And I think Sam Wilson becoming Captain America is going to be a big part of this. Or at least I hope it to be a big part of it. I don't want this film to be like a heavily politicized film as a way to like push this agenda of what they believe to their politics to be. It's like if people want to talk about politics, I mean, maybe do it in the bedroom or, or like do it online like everybody else. Like everybody loves to like argue online or that kind of stuff. Is like, um, I think it's important to acknowledge political distress, but in a very tasteful way when it comes to film. Uh, you know, good films that actually acknowledge politics is probably something like Casablanca. I don't know if you've ever seen Casablanca. I haven't watched Casablanca. <laughs> yeah, Casablanca was like a—it's it, not a hardcore political film, but there's political undertones uh, trying yeah. to talk about like distress and stuff during like po- the political climate of like the um, pre or post World War One, pre World War Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there's tasteful ways of doing it, but then like if they're going with what they've done. In Falcon and Winter Soldier, I just worry that the whole thing is going to be such a preachy show that we just yeah. lose sight of the characters and we kind of disrespect the characters' arcs in those ways. Um, yeah, there's just going to be a lot of heavy lifting for this film. And mm-hmm. and then the other side of it is like, do I want another Captain America film? Maybe not. I think I think if I Maybe want... That's the other side of it too, right? Like the energy... The the um the fan base's energy and want for more of mm. this. Yeah. Like that's we, the yeah. I think it's the biggest part, right? Like Yeah, which is like it doesn't we don't have to always give what the fans want. I think what I wanna see Sam Wilson as Captain America, but I don't think it's a Captain America film. I think it's something else. I'm not sure what that is, but Yeah. It's like why do we need a fourth film? <laughs> why, why, why do we need a fourth four? Like, when does it end, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. I just think there's just better ways that they could utilize these characters. And I think Sam Wilson, as Captain America, he could just be the guy in Thunderbolts. I have no doubt that he's going to be in Thunderbolts, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the film that ends Phase 5. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no doubt that he's going to be one of the heroes in that to try and go against Thunderbolts, or be sort of plastered as the anti-hero, uh, potentially the villain, because the Thunderbolt story is really about them pretending to be heroes, 
but they're actually uh, villains, and they're yeah. trying to tell the world that the real heroes are actually the villain. Like that's the whole Thunderbolt uh, story. Yeah, so that's it's all like a misdirect. A misdirect. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Thunderbolts movie for that respect because they're going to convince the world that the Avengers have always been the villains. The villains. Yeah, that's cool. That's do you cool. think? Do you think Jake Gyllenhaal will reprise his role as Mysterio in it? <laughs> That'd be sick. I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, man. And yeah, I love Jake Gyllenhaal and I want to see him back in the MCU. Like yeah. whatever that takes course, like if they decide to re- recast him in a different role, whatever, and I'm happy to turn a blind eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, like I just love Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's one of the best performing actors today. And I want to see him more MCU stuff. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really cool. Um, they can make anything happen there. That's studio, so... <laughs> So that that was my, I guess, sneaky transition, I guess, into Thunderbolts. Yeah, and, but... and on that, I'm going to say, let's both, I think I'm feeling a thumbs down from both of us. And Captain America yeah, yeah, I think it's more so at that moment. We have to be convinced otherwise, especially that that first trailer has to trailer. be good. Yeah, it has to kill it. Um, um, Thunderbolts. Yeah, Thunderbolts. I'm, so, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think I wish they'd already laid a bit more groundwork. And I think that's just me and like, I like, I like, the mirroring of things. And I think it is a shame that Taskmaster didn't have a better run. Taskmaster would have been a sick. Don't remind me of Taskmaster. We didn't even mention her in um, Mm. Black Widow chats just before. Such a good character, but man, was so shit in the movie. (laughs) Ridiculous. Like, so ridiculous. But Yelena, so far, we've got um, a potential Red Hulk, but... I don't know, maybe they recast Thaddeus, maybe they get someone else. Um, yeah, yeah, they'll have to, I mean, they're uh, going to have to recast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, a US agent, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, who else could they split into it? it well, they, um, we've also got... The, uh, the Young Avengers is what's going to come up. What's you know, the they, what's the, um, the the B Captain America guy? <laughs> what's his name again? Oh, yeah, a US agent, US agent. Oh, US agent, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there like an Iron, a B Iron Man who's not ready? <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, he just, like, oh, I just want to be the A team. <laughs> true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Rhodey's in the Thunderbolts, right? Oh no, sorry. He's not. He's in. Sorry, I'm talking about Armor Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. It's Thunderbolts is gonna be. It's it, it's. I think it's one of those films where it's potentially gonna be one of the best films in the MCU or one of the worst. <laughs> Give me killer. And like, I love. Julia Louise Dreyfus. Like, I feel like if you want to... She's give, awesome. I love her like, on give, screen. Give her, like, a strong Nick Fury equivalent. Such mm-hmm. a great, incredible actor. Very, co- like, very fun as well to see them both as, like, actors who came up in the 90s, like, in a big way, like, 80s, 90s. Yep. Like, it'd be so fun to, yeah, to have her kind of helming as the big bad or the, um... Or the, uh... What's, um... Um... Walla of the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I mean, but Julia, she's very cool. she is really cool. Um, her character's name is Valentina Fontaine. Yeah, yeah. and um, I, I reckon she's gonna continue to be the leader of the Thunderbolts. Well, I mean, we don't know if she's the leader of the Thunderbolts. I'm just, I think I'm she's just, more uh, like the Nick Fury. Yeah, of the Thunderbolts, of the because Thunderbolts. otherwise Thaddeus Bolt. Thaddeus, th- what's the name? Thaddeus Ross. Thaddeus Ross. Red, like Red Hulk. Red Hulk, yeah. Uh, basically, he is the leader of Thunderbolts. Yeah. Um, but 
I think um, they're going to just give it up to Julio Dreyfus. They could give that to Tim Roth. Or Tim Roth, yeah. Oh, I don't know if he's a Thunderbolt. Is he's he a Thunderbolt? Not, oh, like, no, no, he's Abomination, but like, could, maybe they could just do a shift. shift yeah, they could. They could do whatever they want with the Thunderbolts and, you know, put whoever they want on that team. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm predicting that they're going to go with that storyline where the Thunderbolts are going to change the narrative in the world um, to make the world think that the Avengers are actually the enemies um, that we all should be frightful of. And I think this is a good way for them to um, introduce this heavy, challenging conflict with the world, like civilians and our heroes that we once knew that we actually didn't really know. So we've all been sort of convinced into this lie that the Avengers are the heroes because this could be a good segue into Phase 6. And so there's like two major dilemmas here. The world is against the Avengers and the Avengers now have to try and face Kang as well. So... That that so like that could up. yeah that could sort of stir up to be such a great heavy weighted story that um that completely overshadows what we got in Infinity Game oh, Infinity Game in, in the Infinity Story yeah. right um that's that's the only way that you're gonna top like that incredible saga is that you yeah, have you need to shift the whole playing field for sure you need to shift it and give us some surprises and i think that's a really good approach if they do that with the thunderbolts because that's kind of what the thunderbolts are that they're neither villains they're neither heroes but they do hate the avengers <laughs> <laughs> um oh we're also gonna see what's the name um something oh the german guy brawl uh what's his name uh brawl 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 danny brawl david oh is it Jay- daniel brawl Jay- Daniel Brawl, yeah, who plays Baron. Baron, Baron yeah, Baron Zemo. So Baron Zemo, yeah, very cool. He's one of the Thunderbolts. Sick, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good. That'd be cool. Hmm. And and that's a perfect way to introduce that whole idea of like, you know, the Avengers are the bad people because you know he tried to turn the Avengers against each other. Hence why Civil War became a story. What it was, um, yeah. and this could be a this this could be him trying to succeed his failed project, right? Hmm. So. Yeah, pretty exciting. Um, let's cool. uh, move on to Phase 6. We don't have a lot to talk about in Phase 6 but um, <laughs> because we don't really That's know good. what's going to happen in Phase 6. But uh, the first one to come out in Phase 6 is Fantastic Four. Four. You! Which is... Do you reckon uh, they'll recast Mr. Fantastic? Yes. I don't think Absolutely. we're going to get um, John Krasinski. I think that was just a way of Kim Feige playing around with us and saying, hey, here we go. We've got you, John Krasinski. <laughs> And uh, you're not going to have him again. <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we're going to get a completely new Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, That's I, cool. That's exciting. Yeah. I don't I don't know who... I'm, I'm not very good at, like, casting. You know, like, these kind of fan yeah. casting things. I'm not very good at it. I I'm, I just want to wait until whatever, they, whatever decision they come up with. Oh, for sure. I think, like, yeah, I think that's part of the process that it's best to trust because... Mm. Then you can let your imagination run wild, but also it's controlled to the people that they cast, and that kind of helps in many ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gives it's us fun to speculate. Yeah. Sure. It's fun to speculate, but I prefer to speculate about stories and where the characters yeah. are going, as opposed to like, oh, who could they cast? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like, there's so many talented people oh. out there. It's like. And we were, I think we were talking the other day about like Juan Carlos Esposito uh, oh, yeah, being cast, right. potentially cast for. It's very popular, Professor. right? 
Professor X, yeah. And I was like, that'd be fun. I think the Mm. funny thing is, and I think this will be the interesting element, into Phase 5 and 6, I think that's where they're going to head towards Young Avengers more and more. And that's something that's Mm. definitely laid the groundwork in Phase 4. So um, I'm I'm curious to see maybe if (laughs) the Fan 4 aren't as like, Fan 4 is the Fan 4 stick um, films where they're super young in high school. <laughs> but um, it'd be interesting to see maybe Fan 4 is a younger iteration of the team, maybe? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, it's likely we're going to get a young iteration of Fantastic Four. Um, how young? I have no idea. Um, I don't think they're going to go younger than what Fan 4 stick is, but yeah. I don't think they'll go as old as what the original Fantastic Four movies were. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's, um, it's going to be an interesting one. I have like nothing really to say about Fantastic Four at this stage. It's way too early on the process. Although I think um, Dr. Doom will be introduced somewhere or another in phase five. Yeah. Um, if yeah, in phase five, he's, he's going to be introduced somewhere and I think he's going to be working his, kind of magic in the background if we get introduced to latvia is it latvia i think the 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 city that he dictates i can't remember yeah so he's like that he's he's this actually like super aggressive angry vengeful dictator in a city called latvia yeah and um if we get introduced to that city that's their way of saying hey dr doom is here he's not going to be the main villain of the multiverse yeah. Saga, because remember, be, uh, that's Kang. Yeah, it's it's going to be Kang. I think he's going to be the number one uh, villain for the multiverse saga. And then at the end of Secret Wars, we're probably going to see the rise of Doctor Doom getting into the next saga, which I'm predicting to be the mutants. The mutant saga. Yeah. Woo! Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I, um, dude, if I'm right about this, man, I'm going to like. Yeah, yeah. Wild. <laughs> gonna get, yeah. Gotta monetize that somehow. <laughs> monetize it, yeah. Send some <laughs> send us some like shares, everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah. Share, share alike. <laughs> um yeah, I, I it's hard to kind of know how they're gonna deal with Fantastic Four and how they're gonna get into Avengers Kang Dynasty. These are the only properties that we're getting in phase six so far that's announced yeah. as Fantastic Four 2024. It's the end of 2024. Avengers, which I'm assuming is going to be the usual Avengers date, right? Which is yep. usually around May. Yeah. Um, that's Kang Dynasty. And in the same year, we are getting Avengers so probably Secret like a Wars. Christmas or just pre-Christmas release, I reckon, for Secret Wars. It's crazy that we're getting Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. We've never had two Avengers films in the same year. No. But then I'm also kind of like wondering how are they dealing with all the other properties in phase six? Are they releasing them all in like 2024? Oh, I wonder if phase five. I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think phase six, they could like front load this front load the year. It's, I think we need to think of these two phases very differently to phase four. Maybe mm. phase four was just a bit of a, a vomit of ideas. <laughs> In order testing, to like testing. draw it all, yeah, draw it all back mm. in, and I think phase five and six, there are still a few gaps. There's still things I mentioned, like we haven't talked about TV shows for these two phases, but things like mm. Echo, things like Armor Wars, things That's like what right, they're doing yeah. with Ironheart and Black Panther. There's going to mm. be a lot of little breadcrumbs that they can 
really maybe do some heavy, heavy like land heavy and do a lot in phase six. So phase sure. six could almost be like the Avengers of phases. <laughs> yeah. It's all, yeah. everything's just big. It's fantastic. For It could be X-Men, you know, like they could just give mm. us like, Six big. They could do a Spider Man. They could do a Young. No, they won't do Young Avengers. They've already said that. I, I hope they don't do Young Avengers. Nah, <laughs> so like everyone's wait. like, "Yeah, they're gonna do Young Avengers." I'm like, I really hope they don't. I mean, nah, I don't, I don't that'd just that. be lots of bad acting. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a Young Avengers. We don't need that. There's like this. This the way the MCU is going is not any kind of credibility to say, "Yeah, we're gonna yeah. get a Young Avengers." Like, no, no, yeah. no. Keep the kids doing the, what the kids are good at, which is being side characters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you, do you think with Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars, like, they're, they're obviously connected and they're going to have some carry through. I think mm. my worry would be that they could treat them like Lord of the Rings and, like, separate two actual stories. <coughs> I think they're going to do that. I think they're going to separate the two stories, at least with Secret Wars, because Secret Wars is such a big story itself. Yeah. Um, I like think you could, like, land itself into a, sep- a second story mm. rather than being two, like one story split in half. Yeah. I mean, I think Marvel just really wanted to announce that they're doing Secret Wars. I don't think it's just going to be that. I think it's yeah. going to be a three-part series, Secret Wars. Yeah. I reckon they're going to do like part one, part two, part three, because it's such a massive story to culminate into. They Remember, they have to wrap up the multiverse saga, which started from phase four all the way up to phase six. So, how they do that, I think it's going to be three films and they're yeah. going to be spread across 2025 and 26. Or maybe even they might go like part one to, to 25, part yeah. two, 26, and part three, 27, right? Because phase six right now, um, would I think we're just getting the bookends of that announcement, right? The yeah, beginning we'll of phase six. Kicking it off. Yep. And then and then Secret Wars part it. one, 2025. I think that's what the deal is. Because otherwise, you're not going to cram all these other properties within 2025. No way. Uh, and like um, now that they've just like they've just blown open the floodgates of characters. Yep. <laughs> so yep. many franchises. So much. So many on. franchises. There's so much going on. There's way too many stories to wrap up with secret wars itself and it, it makes more sense that it would be a three-part series um and that'll be exciting i'm like cool sweet yeah, it's kind of like the lord of the rings thing where you release one each year yeah um yeah. that would yeah. be sick <laughs> that would be sick and i don't know there's just we can dream we can dream <laughs> we could we could we could spend a whole podcast episode talking about secret wars because yeah. there's way too much to speculate and it's way too early at this stage we don't even know what's going to be in secret wars and the yeah. comics it's like it's a clash between all the characters from multiple different universes, and they all take it out on a place called Battle World, which is a which is a universe. It's like a universe that who made up Kang. Is it Kang? He's the one that like um, sent everybody to Battle World. I don't know, something like that. It was a way for them to get away from Earth <laughs> and not have the big showdown in Earth. Oh um, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, Phase Five. And six. Phase five and six. Multiverse. Mm. Uh, yeah. Multi. What are we talking about? The, the multiverse saga. The multiverse Woo! saga. Lots look, and lots. Let's 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 do it now. Thumbs up, thumbs down, phase four. Thumbs up, thumbs down, phase five. Thumbs up, thumbs down, phase six. Phase four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, hard. Phase that's four, hard. man. I mean, Black Panther could well and truly carry the thumbs up for yeah, phase 
phase four because it finishes so, at phase four. Into phase five, I'm just gonna put phase <laughs> like Panther into phase. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know. Phase four is like kind of thumbs down, to be honest. Um, yeah, but Black Panther could change that. Okay. I think phase phase five's got some really exciting things coming. It's also got some stuff that I'm like a little bit like unsure about. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's it's hard. It's so hard. Like you really wish we could just blip into the future now and then we could just go mm-hmm. back catalog of everything yep. that's been released for the last three years. That'd be sick. True. Uh, I'd be really intrigued then knowing what happens, what we'd be most excited for. But mm. um like I think I think something for me, like I kinda wish Shang Chi will I, maybe phase phase six will have a second Shang Chi film. I think um that's a franchise that really needs to get some more legs on it if if they want it to to be its thing because it's very separate. I think there's a few other franchises too. Like they're already pushing into Loki season two, and that's great. Like that's exciting. Um, Bring in but, Wilson Yip from the Ip Man movie to direct Shang Chi. That'll be amazing. Shang-Chi. That's all I want. That's all I want. But they won't. It's Destin. He's doing that, and he's doing Avengers Kang Dynasty. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Um, Anyways. So let's good. wrap this up, eh? Shall we wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it's this up. It's a nice long talk about Marvel Cinematic Universe. We'll do these every now and then. We'll drop in. So, you know, especially when we get to the end of the phases, we'll drop in one of these episodes again. And we'll drag JC along if, so long as it lines up with his schedule. <laughs> schedule. Love it. So some things to look forward to. Um, some upcoming reviews we're looking forward to is Nope. I'm going to be doing that with another friend of mine. His name is also Nathan. Um, hey. So not not you, unfortunately. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> right, guys. I'm very scared of scary movies, so I want to see. Nope, I'm not sure if I have the courage yet. <laughs> mm. We'll build up to it. We'll build up to it. Yeah, yeah we'll get there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be reviewing that very soon. I saw that yesterday. Um, <clears throat> enjoyable, um, but yeah, I'll review that very very soon, probably in the next couple of days. Um, other movies that we're going to be reviewing is Black Panther, What Kind of Forever. We've got She Hulk, which starts tomorrow. We're going to be finishing off the Nolan series. Um, uh, <laughs> we have we one got... more film. Oh, two. Do we do we do Tenet? We haven't done Tenet. No, Tenet's the last one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we need Probably to review Tenet. Hey, we haven't done Dunkirk either. Oh yeah, we haven't even. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so we've got two left. We've got Dunkirk, and then we've got Tenet to finish off the um, Nolan series, and then we move on to the Tarantino series, um, which is going to be fun, exciting, and I'm actually really interested to hear your ranking of Tarantino films. I don't think we've actually ever spoken about it. Yeah, I think I I think I've got a very palatable ranking of Tarantino. Okay, okay, okay. I'll save it for the yeah, cast. That'd be good for, the review, for sure. Yeah. Um, where can everybody find and stalk you? Yo, you guys can stalk me on Instagram at Nath underscore underscore Sammy for food, running, and legit cool podcast chats. Mm. What about you, River? Uh, my social handles is river underscore villi v-i-l-i that's on instagram you can find me on facebook but don't find me on facebook i don't really use it that much (laughs) Um, but more importantly you can find this podcast at legit cool podcast on instagram on facebook it is legit cool movie talk and uh just make sure you hit the notification button so then you know when the next episode drop we have this habit of dropping every four months no. <laughs> no, no 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 that is not true that is not true stay tuned because if you enjoy what you're listening to then um we'd love to do more of this and so it'd be good to hear some feedback and just follow us on our socials 
so be in touch um we will see you guys in the next review bye everybody see ya